0: The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live.
1: You can paint this with purple!
0: Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and
2: welcome to a...
0: (laughs) Tuesday
2: edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. And you are tuned in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are live online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Chime in with uh, whatever you want to talk about on this Tuesday and be a part of. Of our show, still riding a high from ECU's victory over Memphis that put them at six wins on the year and bowl eligible for the first time since 2014. So we got a lot to uh discuss about that this week and moving forward. It's exciting to have uh some fun December shows on the way talking about a bowl opponent and leading up to uh whatever bowl game that is that the pirates will be playing in in 2021 all right uh, a lot to get to on today's program still two games left in the regular season so a chance to get win number seven coming up on saturday as east carolina takes on navy the pirates haven't beaten the midshipmen since 2021 let's go ahead and uh, knock that one off the ledger just like we're knocking off all these other things we haven't done in a long time when it comes to football we will get the navy perspective and also talk to a greenville native and a former jh rose champion quarterback brian blick uh he is now the director of football operations with the navy midshipmen he'll join us in about 20 minutes or so on the fixed nc live line every time these two teams meet we've been able to chat with brian so looking forward to that he's a a fantastic uh guest and uh, we'll get him on the show coming up in hour number one at around four o'clock we'll hear what mike houston had to say earlier today at his weekly press conference talked a lot about navy Talked about the the win over Memphis, what it means to be getting this team back to a bowl game in year number three for Mike Houston. So we'll get into all that. If we have time, we'll hear from Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, Owen Daffer. They met with members of the media today as well. So we'll have that for you coming up at around four o'clock. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us in hour number two. It is a um, underrated great sports night going on tonight with the... Uh, college football you got three games you got some college basketball top 25 matchups some nba some nhl so uh everything going on tonight in the world of sports we'll uh get you ready for that coming up and look at the buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard in a few minutes but jeff nadu has uh, a lot that he's looking forward to tonight in the world of sports we'll also ask him about ecu navy and ecu oklahoma basketball which is coming up Thursday night at in Myrtle Beach, we'll be with you here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Seven o'clock Thursday night, a live watch along. So as you watch the game or follow the Pirates, pull us up on your laptop or on your TV on uh, Facebook or YouTube, and uh, we'll watch the game with you and give away some great prizes. So we're gonna have a lot of fun Thursday night at seven o'clock right here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Stephen Igo, hoist the colors, also joins us today on the show in the five o'clock hour as we'll talk pirate hoops we'll talk about his trip to memphis and uh look at what is coming up on the horizon for ecu football we got shirley rhodes here we got chandler honeycutt here intern jalen here as well on a tuesday how we doing people
3: Uh, what's up clipper
2: nothing much oh by the way Robert Matthews says, Clipper! Of course, while I'm trying to load stuff. Where is that? Clipper! Steve Hill says, dude. dude! Dude! If you would like to hear any cuts from Shirley's soundboard, just type them in and Whoops. we'll knock them out. <laughs> that ain't edge. Well, that ain't edge. <laughs> what else you got, Chandler? I can't see the board, so I'm not...
0: Fair-weathered idiot! fair weather idiot! Do we not
4: agree? Oh. Do we not agree?
2: This could be a total goat rodeo. It could be a total goat
5: rodeo. keys to victory this week a little bit, if anything.
3: Them turkey tears. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Them turkey tears. (laughs) We're going through all the great stuff. I love it. (laughs) Uh, It's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Burgally.
2: Burgally. Burg burg. (laughs) Burgally. I'm a dork oh yeah i'm a dork we'll hear more of that at five o'clock when i go joins us uh, all right just uh sometimes you got to go to the rep. surely get the trigger finger ready right so yeah yeah good stuff um speaking of trigger finger dominique davis he could sling it around yes he could uh, dominique we uh plan to get him on the show coming up this week uh, I've chatted with him just trying to lock down the time and I want to talk to him because it'd be cool to catch up with him but also he was the quarterback the last time ECU beat Navy he broke Aaron Rodgers record at the time
3: what 28 receptions 26 somewhere around there like
2: if he had 28 receptions as a quarterback that would definitely be a record Co- completions collisions complete burglar lead burger collisions collisions <laughs> a burglary, a, burglary, a, burglary. I to take a think of- <laughs> <laughs> uh Troy with a request. Can you be quiet, please? Oh,
5: Thank yeah. you. Thank
2: Bye, you. Please. Thank you. Anyway, planning to hook up with Dominique later on this week. I saw him
3: tweet out after the Pirates win on Saturday.
2: Yeah, so yeah. Shout out to in. the ECU women's basketball team for picking yes, up, a up a win last night. First W. We will talk to Kim McNeil on this show on Wednesday because Shirley Rhodes uh will be in the house on Thursday with a lot of screaming fans in mengees coliseum who do they got thursday uh, uh wow i want to oh. say
6: don't, who, who don't, do you want to say i want to say campbell but i don't think that's right the
2: fighting haymeyers the fighting haymeyers
6: the, the uh let me double check on that no i think it's hampton hold on all right the fighting gone. robert Prunty's. <laughs> the fighting prunty's uh, yes uh, look, hold on i'm pulling it up right now just give me i would second. say it's neither one you're gonna say it's neither one i don't know hampton thursday morning
2: hampton hampton hampton
6: pirate. they're pirates versus pirates
2: pirates on pirate crime coming yeah. up thursday at what time
6: uh 11 a.m
2: 11 a.m it is
6: education day
2: Minji's coliseum education day get your education on uh women's hoops coming up on thursday we'll talk to kim mcneil wednesday on the program 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 all right uh let's go ahead and get to our rundown The Pirates are favorites against the midshipmen on Saturday, as they should be, right? Yeah. They should be. Navy Uh, with only two wins. Yeah. Pirates with six. Six wins. Six. Uh, That game coming up, 3.30 in Annapolis. Shirley, can we hear – let's hear number two, Mike Houston, cut two. We'll hear more of his comments later on in the show. But he gave his thoughts on the Navy midshipmen earlier today.
4: Well, I think uh, the things that stand out to me are, you know – I think defensively uh, they are probably better than what we faced last year. I think they're similar defensively to what we faced two years ago up there, and I'm just comparing that to what I see them doing to other people versus what they did to us two years ago up there. Um, and they may be better overall defensively than that group. Uh, you know, I think 54 is you know, one of the better defenders in our league. If not, uh, you know, he may be the player of the year in our league defensively. Um, So, you know, very strong right there. I think they've improved drastically since the beginning of the year. So, um, they're not a two-win football team. I mean, anybody, you know, I'm sure the common layperson that doesn't watch any film or study anything or really look at anything, they can have an opinion there. But anybody that has any common sense and looks at the film knows what this is, and this is a good football team.
2: All right. uh, I'm glad that the players, the coaches, everybody who matters uh, when it comes to these football games – does not feel like i do because i feel like uh break out the banner behind george w bush mission accomplished after that sixth win and it's not that i don't care what happens the rest of the way but it almost felt like that was the finish line and we get there and we can celebrate but still two regular season games left to go yeah and, and i think the the team certainly doesn't feel like i do mike houston definitely doesn't so still work to be done but just that feeling of getting win number six—it almost feels like the, the stopping point to me. When in reality, it is far from it. You've got an opportunity, opportunity to win seven, eight, nine games. You've got an opportunity, opportunity to, if things go your way, and this is going to take, uh, you know, an act of God, but a, God, a uh, chance to get to the American Championship God's this speed. year. <laughs> None, zero. None. <laughs> zero compete nine good bunch good bunch um but chandler how do you feel like did you have that sense of relief that sense of accomplishment when east carolina got win number six Or are you like hey uh there's still two games left
3: i mean i no, i'm excited it's it's great to get that six win we need to be talking about this we, it's
2: been seven, seven times years. calm down oh I, I need everybody including mike houston to calm down
3: Sorry, it's been seven years. We need to be talking about this. We need to be asking about it. The seven-year itch. The seven-year itch has been cured, but the show goes on because with that win, I am excited, but I'm excited to win even more this year. Like you said, we have two more regular season games left with Navy this Saturday, and then next Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, 3.30 on ABC against Cincinnati to end the regular season, and then it's off to the bowl game why not win some more so i'm excited to get that sixth win but i'm even more excited uh to have a chance to win even more games and get to that seventh eighth or even maybe ninth win of the season
2: gonna be pretty cool to see ecu on abc especially after a bunch of uh, how about the 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 difference uh (laughs) in one season you can go from playing on facebook to abc pretty big difference there yeah had a lot we've of been all over the place Been a year. lot of espn plus games as well a
3: lot of espn plus games facebook <clears throat> espnu i believe we were on espn two uh this year somewhere
2: we've been on the main channel on a thursday, thursday night, night. Game. we've been on abc i don't know if year? we've been on the deuce no we haven't been on, we the deuce. Been on abc are you what do you what team are you talking about right now
3: the we east carolina pirates
2: are the eastern carolina pirates
3: where was that south carolina game that was the deuce maybe
2: Mm, i'm gonna say you but i'm not quite sure
7: hmm
3: anyway Hmm. we've just been about everywhere on television coming up by the way
2: folks saturday you know what channel we're on
3: uh cbs sports network so add another one
2: yeah so uh been we've been everywhere man
3: not on facebook right
2: no this is a legit tv television channel
3: even though we did enjoy facebook with the no commercials
2: yeah and I, I thought the broadcast was good yes it was on that uh mm-hmm. that facebook game yeah <clears throat> all right uh let's take a look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard Dubuck, you've got uh, presented by Dubuck. you've got chandler three college football games tonight it's crazy it's uh it's the world we live in it's maxion time Maction. so i'll uh let's see i'll run over those games but I've got a, uh, a what are you going to watch question tonight if you had to choose. Do you plan on watching sports tonight or are you going to get away from sports tonight? What are you going to do?
3: Uh, I mean, depending on what you're about to reveal here on the Buccaneer scoreboard. I've got a big a,
2: reveal coming up.
3: Oh, uh, Boy or girl?
2: <laughs> uh, these are well, – I've got the boys'
3: schedule. Okay. So, um, I w- I'm going to be honest with you. I was not planning on watching sports tonight. What were you going to watch? Netflix or – find something on youtube i've been watching a lot of youtube videos
2: so uh i do like on tuesdays mostly tuesday probably only tuesday because wednesday we're at sports trivia we got games on but like tuesday is a great catch up on a show or find a movie night
1: Mm -hmm.
2: but now that we're in college basketball there's stuff going on so you got three mac games you've got on espn Jaden gardner versus the houston cougars at eight o'clock wow are you interested in that i am now was that wow sincere wow yo yeah <laughs> that was a big wow Oh wow, G- no yeah virginia
3: cavaliers <laughs> in the houston Cougars.
2: yes at houston tonight at eight o'clock
3: oh hell yeah
2: you into that i'm in i think i am too i think i'm gonna me in
3: i'm going to virginia no i'm going that's to houston
2: it's in houston
3: <laughs> i'm going to houston
2: uh you've got kevin durant Playing the Golden State Warriors on TNT. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well
3: yeah. The Warriors? Who? Oh, you mean the team that the Hornets just beat <laughs> Sunday night? <laughs> That's who.
2: The team that has uh lost to the Hornets in Charlotte three straight times? Yeah, that team. Uh also the Sixers in Utah. Both of those games on TNT tonight. Uh my computer's acting a tad funky. Let me go to the phones here and see if Let's go to the phones. Uh we've got Rod. Brenda Moore in raleigh rod you're on with rome Ah, uh, carolina at vegas tonight that's a good game golden knights are uh, the golden knights that's at 10 o'clock so all of a sudden this tuesday when we're catching up on succession and curb your enthusiasm and finding a, a flick on netflix has turned into a marquee sports night
3: absolutely all right and where does the hurricane stand now they still only have one loss they have two lo-
2: where are you from one loss i didn't
3: mean to say it like that
2: i'm sorry <laughs> you don't have to be sorry
3: i'm sorry man but you
2: really broke it out there one loss on the year on the year they playing the bruins they playing my bruins they got two losses because they lost to the, the i want to say the flyers the flyers last friday you're kidding yeah team is where,
6: where are the keys to my car where
2: are my car keys <laughs> Uh, so the Canes uh, eleven and two on the year. I have been notified via text that the South Carolina game Chandler was indeed on ESPN two. So score another one for the good guy.
3: ESPN two, Wait the again. deuce.
2: All right, uh so great score, uh, sports night on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Uck. Dub All right, Thursday night hoops, Chandler and yes oh john moody is a good uh tv guy south carolina was on espn too adam says if we're still in the hunt for a conference championship game we technically have a chance for a 10 win season you are correct sir that's right so uh don't rule it out east carolina has had two seasons ever with double digit wins 2013 and, and the, the pirates pe-
3: went to ten, 10 and 3 with the victory over ohio in the beef O'Brady's brady's bowl and the peach Bowl and the peach bowl year is that fact? that's the only two
2: I, now uh, well, i might wasn't
3: there a 10 win uh year in the 80s early 80s
2: no i'm gonna say no to that uh is
3: saying no from his office okay so it, i it, think only
2: two times the pirates twice. have reached double wow. digit wins uh correct me if i am wrong uh coming up thursday night chandler we're gonna be here seven o'clock arms exposed <laughs> yeah, i'm looking through east carolina by the years oh we had a uh 11 loss season in 2003 Oof. <laughs> brought not, to you by john thompson that's not what i was looking for 10 and 3 in 2013 and the pirates were 11 and 1 in 1991 and uh pirates did have nine wins in 76 and nine wins in 65 nine wins in 72 and 73 so we've had some niners in there 1999 the pirates were nine and three um but yeah as far as 10 and 11 goes 10 in 2013 11 in 1991 -er. wow so there you go
3: and it's still up in the uh in the air technically for this year to be double digit winners so
2: stop looking for it let me, one, let me, one week at a time let me adam gaze this real quick and
3: no you gotta to,
2: oh no your eyes have to be way way my, wide i have a uh i have a little eye little, l, little, l- eye syndrome. L-E-S, little eye syndrome where uh, even when little i little eye when i smile it looks like my eyes close but um they're oh, there yeah You're i'm watching one.
3: I, i'm actually like that sometimes are you yeah it depends right. on how hard i smile
2: cool all right thursday night chandler we're gonna be smiling because the pirates take on oklahoma we'll be here with you a live watch along in the pirate radio studios we'll give away goodies we'll interact uh with you we'll, we'll open up the phone lines but more importantly Thank you winner we'll be watching pirate basketball as they take on oklahoma this is a it's the best non-con opponent the Pirates have played in uh,
3: in a while. In a while. I was just thinking about that. I mean, th- I can't think of any other big-name non-conference school that we've faced in the past five or six years, maybe even more than that.
2: They went on a roadie out west a few years ago and played Cal when they were top 25 or right on the doorstep. Yeah,
3: I remember that.
2: And I think they might have played Sand Dog State, too
3: we played virginia one year that was actually my freshman year yeah i remember playing virginia at virginia when they had uh, our dorm room.
2: jack salt of the earth was yep. on their team yep. by the way our watch party brought to you by familia so we're gonna mm. have some great Familia pizzas we're gonna have familiar giveaways we're also gonna have some pirate radio shirts oh, to pirate give radio away swag on thursday night your as way. well
3: i i'm gonna do a tony collins guarantee the pirates will score a three point field goal way earlier than they did <laughs> in that conference matchup against UCF the last time we did a watch along the last pirate time
2: Heaps. we did a pirate radio watch along <clears throat> one of our parameters for winning a prize was simple give us a call first person to call in when east carolina hits a three pointer wins a uh what was it a pirate radio t-shirt whatever it was so, or
3: familiar gift card or something We
2: like went that. an entire half right yeah and probably maybe halfway
3: through the second half. we went
2: like almost an hour. <laughs> it and was not good. thirty seven minutes of real time without hitting a three. It was the it was sad. It was depressing.
3: and it was one of those deals where you call in as soon as we make it. So the phone would ring and we would go, okay, here here it goes. must be making a three pointer here. No, no, false alarm. that was uh that was definitely not the case. But the pirates finally <laughs> score that three-point basket. I believe we were down, however many. But you just posted about a week ago of us uh, with the three three goggles with the three arrow. Uh, so hopefully we're going to be doing a lot more of that on uh, come Thursday night against the Sooners. Yeah, I'm going to say they hit
2: one before the first TV timeout. Okay, okay, just right out of the gate. Okay just just uh who, who you think vance jackson jj miles steps into one mm. in transition in and rhythm. buries it to give east carolina an early six to two lead because they had an one previously before the first tv timeout before the first tv timeout and this place is going to be rocking
3: where's this being played at by the way in myrtle beach but we're at myrtle beach
2: outside on the beach
3: that would be crazy.
2: I don't know. The Myrtle Beach Thunderdome? What does it matter? The about? Convention what? Center? I don't know. What? Is, why, why do you care? Would the place be going nuts? This place is going to be going nuts. John Moody's going to be there. He's going to be going nuts. He better not have any spoilers. Yeah, he's because uh, we're a little behind. He's threatening on spoilers on our stream. So
3: All right, so JJ Miles
2: hits a three. What are you jotting this down in your notes at? Because if this happens, I'm going to freak out. <laughs> I freak out. What are you writing down? JJ Miles hits a three in rhythm with the first uh before the, before the first TV timeout. And
3: you said the score would that would bring the score to 6 to 2. Yeah, so we
2: would be up 3 to 2. Cuz our first basket comes on a and one from uh So JJ hits the three, makes the Pirates go up by
3: 6 to 2 yeah. after Oklahoma goes up two to nothing. Right. And on, a quick, on a quick basket. Yeah. Uh the Pirates go up <laughs> so they hit wait okay yeah
2: what are you doing
3: i'm trying to figure it out when they hit the three that's when the first timeout is going to happen
2: you think oklahoma's gonna call a timeout time sooner? <laughs> all right we're playing fantasy land here let's uh what else do we have on the rundown oh coming up this uh sunday this Can- should be at top of the list cam versus ron are you still riding high from sunday what do you think Cam Newton is going to be on this panther I, I still think that Sunday was like a kind of a fan service almost um what do you like fan fiction almost where you had your your moment there I just don't think it goes that way the rest of the year. No. what do you think
3: I, I definitely think he gives us hope. I think he gives us hope and he definitely there's no doubt in my mind he gives this offense energy he gives this team energy just having Cam Newton on the sidelines for the Panthers. Um I just don't know. I don't can can that energy last for another 7 games? Can that offensive explosion last another 7 games?
2: Does Cam start on Sunday?
3: He will be taking majority of first team reps this week according to Matt Rule. So So
2: instead of being a situational QB, he's going to be more of a main quarterback, you think?
3: He will be a starter this week for his name to be announced when he comes out of the tunnel.
2: Oh that yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be part a of the
3: it's part of the pa- pageantry. It's now, usually
2: at Bank of America, there are a lot of old, you know, at the time Redskins fans who still live in the state of North Carolina that go to that game and get loud uh, for Washington. But it's been that way for
3: almost every single opposing fan this year. For for uh panther home games especially the last home game new england patriots it was insane
2: it should be a pretty awesome atmosphere though sunday right? oh absolutely yeah
3: cam back first game back as a panthers
2: panthers are only a three and a half point favorite i saw <clears throat> any thoughts yeah. three
3: and a half point favorite yeah yeah i mean y'all, i mean y'all are coming off y'all's win yeah um i, I hate that about chase young i really do um I don't know. I mean, the I don't feel like we haven't talked about the Washington football team enough. I mean, I Oh, know we've a, talked
2: about them plenty.
3: I mean, that's a big – not a big win. But, I mean, that's a pretty impressive win over a, the defending Super Bowl champs.
2: Yeah, I'm still out on them.
3: <clears throat> but – Are you going to watch Sunday?
2: Uh, actually, I've got a family obligation Sunday to where I'm going to be on the road for most of Sunday. Okay. So, I'm not even going to watch it. Wow. So.
3: Okay, well, good luck to your – football hey
2: good luck to you too buddy let's take a time out we'll come back when we return brian blick joins us he is the director of football operations at navy we'll talk about the midshipman we'll talk about his glory days at j.h rose and more when we return on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this
0: check it out You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, CopyPro has been in eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year. And they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit CopyPro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Brock.
2: All right, Pirates midshipmen, going at it. 3.30. Saturday. If you're not in Annapolis, you can watch it on CBS Sports Network. We'll be with you 1130 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up on these airwaves and on Facebook and YouTube on Saturday. Uh, Brian Blick, maybe you know the name. Maybe you don't. He is a Greenville native, played at J.H. Rose, uh, went to Navy, and now is the director of football operations at Navy. And every time these two teams meet, we uh, have a chance to catch up with brian blick and we'll do that today as he joins us on the fixed nc live line brian thanks again for your time how you doing today i'm
8: doing really well clip thanks for having
2: me yes sir we always appreciate talking to you in uh east carolina and navy get together and uh for folks that don't know brian uh you know grew up around here played sports around here we'll talk about some of your uh your rose high days coming up later on but brian you went uh from jh rose to the naval academy and i briefly could you fill in the time period from when you left greenville to, to where we are today and, and everything you've been up to
8: yes sir absolutely so um grew up in greenville born and raised went to st peter's catholic school right in town um And then I went to Rose High School, Uh, was fortunate to be on a couple winning teams there, and um, got a scholarship offer to come play football here at the Naval Academy. Um, Did four years here, and then um, I graduated in 2012, was commissioned as an officer in the Marine Corps. Um, I spent a year as a graduate assistant coach uh, as a part of our football staff working with the defense, which... um, I'll break right there and say it's probably the best gig in the military. Um, But so after that short stint here with the football team, I um, went off to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, uh, did artillery training school, and then was shipped over to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Uh, So I didn't make it very far in life, but just went down to Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville. My whole family's from that area. And um, so I did a couple years there before I was going to get out in 2017 and uh, join the staff here at Navy um, as a director of football operations and have been doing this uh, ever since. So really enjoy it. and grateful to be here.
2: Brian, uh, I host a uh, sports trivia at AJ Murphy's. You might remember that place from, from your time around here. I do that every Wednesday night. And last Wednesday, there were, I'll say 50, 60, 70, uh, Marines. there celebrating the, the Marines birthday. That was last Wednesday, a day before veterans day. <laughs> And, and I said this last week, I'll say it again. It's about the safest I've ever felt that if something went down to have all those Marines in the building, uh, felt pretty good. I got to be honest about that. So last week, a uh, bye week for the Navy midshipman football team, but with veterans day, with the Marine Corps birthday, uh, Brian, how special is that week? And, and, you know, what's different about that week than, than other weeks for you? Yeah. So, uh,
8: last week was really special, uh, for us and, uh, our staff here at Navy, um, one, my daughter was scheduled to be born on the 10th, and that was my wife's due date. And so um, I told everybody, since I'm such a great ops person, I planned it out that way. But <laughs> we know better We know better than that. The baby came early. Um, but nonetheless, last week we had a, a little ceremony for our staff um, after our staff meeting uh, where we do the, the ceremonial cake cutting uh, for Marine Corps' birthday. And um, the school didn't have class last week on Veterans Day, but yeah, it's just a, it's just a great time. It's a it's a time to be thankful um, for for those that have served and and there's, we've served alongside. So it's really cool. Yeah, really
2: thankful. Brian Blake joining us on the Fixed NC live line. Brian Navy coming into this game two and seven. If we if East Carolina played any other two and seven team at this point in the year, I think folks will be feeling pretty good about their chances. But it's Navy, it's Kidney and Montalolo. We know the history between these two teams, and we know how hard Navy goes each and every game day Saturday. So despite the record, uh, you better believe that there's a ton of respect uh, given towards the way of the midshipmen. What, what, you know, Brian, when you look at this season thus far and, and you've had some good wins uh, against Tulsa and, of course, against UCF, great win there against the Knights, um you know what what's been going on on game days for this Navy midshipman football team? why uh, two wins instead of the the normal six seven eight we're used to seeing from them?
8: Yes, sir. Well, as you know, there's a lot that goes into winning football games and it's getting harder and harder. Uh, it seems like each year with uh with the stuff that, that goes into to winning football games um, and and there's no excuse here for for us for not. We're not winning um you know the good thing is and in, in kind of sitting inside the building and, and behind the curtains watching things happen here in our building and in our locker room and seeing it play out on saturdays um as a graduate of this school um as, as an american i couldn't be prouder of the leadership that i've seen firsthand from our players our captains uh but especially from our coaches you know to it's easy to pack it in, um, especially with a, a slow start. It, it's easy to, um, you know, to go work on your studies or go figure something else out to uh, uh, to focus on for our players. But, man, these guys battle day in and day out. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're just trying to create leaders of character that are going to go out and serve our country. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to go through tough things uh, life is hard, man. War is hard. Combat's tough. And uh, it, in order to get tough, you got to go through tough times, man. This is a really tough time for our, our program, uh, these, this last little stretch. But um, our guys keep strapping it up. They keep coming to work. They have great attitudes. Um, and they keep grinding. And um, I couldn't be happier with what these guys are doing. And I, I think, um, you know, our alumni – Our school is is just just proud of these these fellows for for keep doing what they're doing. Um, So we're excited for the challenge with East Carolina coming into town. Um, I think there's a ton of mutual respect uh, between programs. And, um, you know, personally, I'm just happy to see some uh, familiar faces come up to Annapolis. Now, it's a little cold. (laughs) Um, It's getting wintry over here. But, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see some, some familiar faces.
2: Could be the first of two trips for East Carolina to Annapolis. The Pirates' uh, six wins, Brian, as you know. And heading back to a bowl for the first time since 2014, the Military Bowl, a possibility for East Carolina's future. But they'll take on the midshipmen coming up this Saturday. Navy has Temple on the 27th. And then it's the Army-Navy game. And we've talked about this in the past with you, Brian. Uh, Navy went on a stretch from 2002 uh, to 2015, winning every Army-Navy game. Army got them from 2016 to 18, Navy won in 19, Army in 2020. So they've been going back and forth the last few years. Uh, And and it's tough to put into words probably, Brian, but what does that that game mean to to both sides, not just Navy, but to Army as well when uh, the two teams face off on the football field?
8: Yeah, it's it's everything. That game's everything that represents our school, our program. Um, It's on every weight in our weight room that says beat Army. The, uh, the students, as soon as they step on campus, that's one of the first things they learn. It's one of their, their basic responses. <laughs> you can only say a, a couple of things, yes, sir, no, sir, no excuse, sir. And um, if all else fails, you can say, beat Army, sir, and, and get away with it. <laughs> um, every, every time they go down the hallway as a freshman and they turn a corner, they have to say, beat Army. Um, so it's, it's deeply ingrained in our school and, and the fibers of, of who we are in uh, our program um so you know on top of that there's there's obviously a a larger um larger game at play uh, with what these two schools represent for our country and all of our players, all of our students here are aware of that and uh so it kind of plays into the magnitude of the game and obviously um you know then there's the football side of it too you know um while there's a ton of mutual respect with a different rivalry obviously from um, maybe some of the other more well known um sports rivals in, in college football. Um, you know, you're not necessarily gonna get the same trash talking and, and the fans aren't gonna get rowdy. Uh it, it's not like that. There's a ton of mutual respect, but at the same time it's like playing your brother. Um and and I wanna beat my brother more than anything in the world. Um and Jeff, if you're listening there I still beat you right now. that's uh, so kinda that's kinda how it is with, with Army. Um, you know it's it, between the lines, you can't stand them, but afterwards, you're still gonna lock arms and you know what it represents for our country. um so yeah, we're we're excited about that game coming down the pipe, but we're we're, we're excited about this game right in front of us.
2: Great stuff from Brian Blake today he joins us on the fixed NC live line, Brian. Uh, a great quarterback and uh, and led the way for a lot of wins uh, there at J.H. Rose. Coming up Wednesday at 5, we will talk to – or excuse me, Wednesday at 3 o'clock, we'll talk to the head football coach of the rampants Will Bland, as uh, we talked to him two weeks ago last week and we're doing it this week at the same time we're trying to keep the mojo keep everything going right i know you guys are superstitious uh you athletes brian so we're going to talk to will coming up uh, as they uh head into round three of the playoffs and let's go back in time brian to uh to your days at jh rose and i remember covering some of those games i was a, a an intern here at pirate radio at the time but going to i believe carter finley stadium for a championship as well as to wallace wade for a championship i can't remember exactly who was part of those teams and what years brian so fill in the blanks for me uh what what were your uh, championship days like at jh rose what do you remember about that
8: wow yeah so you know it's it's funny I, i don't actually remember a whole lot of the games i i don't remember a lot of plays i i remember um some funny moments off the field and i, I remember my teammates and, and our coaches and, and those interactions i think those are the, the things you hold on to the most um it's kind of funny you, you mentioned superstitious and i was probably the worst of the bunch in terms of superstitions and and you know as we got into the playoffs it was almost debilitating you know i feel like i couldn't do anything i was just so nervous that <laughs> i would you know if i didn't do this little superstition the right way that, that it was going to be my fault and so on and so forth but I remember um, the reporter from the Daily Reflector wanted to do an, an article on state um, championship rings. So at the time, my senior year, I had three, and we were going for our fourth. So he wanted to get a picture with uh, me wearing these three rings, and um, you know, he called me badly we talking about, okay, bring the rings on this day, and I, I couldn't because it was, it was this little stupid rule I had in, in my head: I can't wear these rings during the playoffs because it'd be bad luck, and so. I totally blew him off. <laughs> <ring>. <laughs> so, I, um, goodness, I wish I could apologize to him now a couple of years down the road for <laughs> blowing him off the way I did. But
2: That's awesome.
8: Um, it, it, well, luckily for us, uh, you know, I didn't blow the streak. So, <laughs> I guess it all plays out. But, you know, looking back, I, I was thinking earlier about uh, when I was a freshman and it was after our, our JV game versus versus Bern and uh, we had lost. And I was sitting in the locker room, and Coach Thomas, who uh, was our head coach at the time, had walked by, and, and here I am, a freshman, and, and inconsolable because we lost the New And for whatever reason, he comes up to me out of the bunch and and asks if I want to join the varsity um, to kind of practice through the playoffs. And you know, I think back now, if that hadn't happened, man, what what a turn of events. Uh, that could have had in my life. Hmm. And so I'm super grateful for Coach Thomas and the coaching staff for giving me that opportunity. Um, but, you know, it's, it's funny, too, is as a freshman on the varsity team, uh, you know, these guys, they're like giants. I and mean, I just thought they were huge. There's Andre Brown. We had uh, Nick Grimes, was our senior. I thought he was the meanest guy there ever was. <laughs> uh, Shelton Nelson was a giant oh, yeah. lineman we had. Um, and then my future brother-in-law, uh, Sean Winborn, was, was on our starting line, too. Um, that's a story for another day. But, um, so I, I get the chance to be on this team, and uh, as we're practicing through the playoffs, and we had practice on Thanksgiving Day. And um, leading up to that, Coach Thomas had made a point to say, if anybody's late to practice, you might as well just pack up your bags. It's done. So you're off the team so on and so forth, and he, all week, that's what he talked about. Don't be late for practice on Thursday. Well, what do you know, on on Thanksgiving Day, we had practice at, I don't know, 10 a.m., and I, I wake up in uh, my bed, and I smell Thanksgiving being cooked. And I'm like, holy crap, I've, I'm i late for practice, and so,
0: <laughs> I, you know, I don't have a
8: car because I'm a freshman, i got to hop a ride with my uh, my dad, he's got to drive me over there, and I try and sneak in the back of practice, and the field and. Thank the Lord that um, that He didn't see me, because I don't know if I would have made it to Navy. I, I probably would have quit football and, and taken up uh, badminton or something. <laughs> it's just um, it's it's great, you know. It's the the people that you remember the most though, and it's the the um, the camaraderie, uh, the teammates, the family members, the team meals, the emotion, the suspense, the adrenaline. All those things are are. Um, Kind of key moments for me, and uh,
2: I'm just grateful. Really, to, that's to awesome. And I wish wish uh, Rose the best of luck in the playoffs. Great stuff, there, Brian. That's uh, that's some cool stuff. And uh, I, I'm, I, these are better questions for the off season because I know you you football guys are so locked in on what you have to accomplish today and this week to you know get ready, but. You know, are you a, a Navy lifer? Do you do you hope to be there working in the football program uh, the rest of your career? Do you want to, you know, explore other things in, in college football, pro football? Uh, how much do you think about that, Brian, your, the future?
8: Well, well, I try not to think about it a whole lot. Unfortunately, you know, the way the business is, I guess you, you kind of have to always think about your, your state um, and where you're at and what you want to do. But I, I try to be a person that, it's just, I'm just being where my feet are at. And, um, you know, sometimes you have to have one foot up <laughs> looking um, to, to making sure you can land. But, uh, you know, I just try to focus at being the best of what I can here at Navy um, and, and serving this program, and our coaching staff, um, the way they deserve. Um, but, you know, uh, college football is changing a lot. There, there's a lot of things going on It's uh, going to adapt our game. And I think that's going to, take some dynamic leadership moving forward. Um, and, you know, if I'm a part of that solution, uh, that's great. If not, you know, we'll see. But I'm just grateful to be in this uh, this program and, and in this sport and be able to do something I love, man. This is just a great opportunity here.
2: Great stuff with Brian Blake today, Director of Football Operations with the Naval Academy, their football program, who the Pirates will take on coming up Saturday at 3.30 in Annapolis and uh, should be a good one. East Carolina trying to beat Navy. For the first time since 2011, Navy has had the Pirates number. Pirates, a narrow favorite on the road coming up this Saturday. Brian, great uh, to talk with you, man. Always enjoy it when these two teams get together so we can talk to you for a few minutes. And uh, great to hear your voice. I know a lot of people around the area enjoy it when we get you on as well. So uh, I'll say uh, good luck to Navy for the rest of the year, Brian. And uh, we'll talk to you down the road, man. We really appreciate it.
8: Thank you very much, Clip, and best of luck to everybody, and uh, safe travels to the folks coming up here to Annapolis.
2: Brian Blick joining us today on the Fixed in Sea live line, and just a, a great guy to talk to and uh, doing a great job there with the Navy midshipmen. We will take a timeout, come back wrap up hour number one Get you set for hour number two a lot of pirate football talk with mike houston's comments from earlier today also the big man on campus jeff nadu breaks down east carolina and navy that and more on the way in hour two of pirate radio live we're back with you after this
0: You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM join the over fifty thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
2: all righty back with you on pirate radio live here on a tuesday as we wrap up our number one here had a uh, great edition of pirate radio live on monday because we got to talk to the pirate players who are celebrating saturday after a win over memphis hold nailer's Raji Harris, Tyler Sneed, DJ Ford, Xavier Smith, Bruce Bivens all joined us in the Pirate Radio Players Lounge. We got the Pirate Radio Players Lounge podcast coming up at 6 o'clock if you missed those interviews. But, man, just uh, hearing those guys' feelings after that game, after the ball hit the ground in overtime, Memphis going for two, uh, C.J. Johnson as well uh, was on that. I think I left his name out, and C.J. was great because we – I asked him what he thought when uh, Memphis decided not to kick the extra point and go for two, and he said, I thought the game was over. I thought, why are they doing that? Uh, Our defense is going to get this stop. And sure enough, they did. And to hear the players describe that last play, Bruce, uh, Xavier, DJ, they knew what was coming. They knew that alignment. They had practiced that play last week, and it just goes to show, the job the coaches are doing and then it's the player's job to execute on the field and and they got it done. Bruce Bivens was shot out of a freaking cannon going after the quarterback Hennigan on that final play and uh, he allowed a a rush throw and then the ball uh, hits the ground and the Pirates celebrate and Xavier Smith is doing backflips on the field at the Liberty Bowl. Uh, We also talked about the future with Holton Aylers because that's been a question throughout the year and figured we'd, you know, get it straight from the horse's mouth. And I asked Holt Naylor yesterday about his uh, future, and he's got options. He could come back to East Carolina for another year as a, you know, a COVID senior. He could also uh, go elsewhere and, you know, transfer portal, of course, is an option. We don't like to talk about uh, going to the NFL, going to the next level, an option as well. So, I asked him, would Holt Nailers be the quarterback for East Carolina in 2022? And here was his answer yesterday.
3: I'll be the quarterback of the Pirates this Saturday versus <laughs> Navy. And, I, dude, I, I've been asked that question yeah, a know. thousand times a day. Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, we'll have to see. You know, there there really hasn't been a decision made yet. Um, I've I've really focused on not thinking about it, really. I know that's kind of weird to say, but um you know i've just enjoyed this year i mean i will be walking on senior night um versus cincinnati but that doesn't mean that i won't come back next year just in case it is um you know i've enjoyed this as much as anyone has um you know taking us back to a bowl game and all that but um i mean ecu is a hard place to leave and especially when
2: we're winning and stuff like that so when i sit down i mean i'm just gonna look at it and and see where my heart says all right so uh a nice honest thoughtful answer there to a difficult question for Holt Naylers, who uh there's other quarterbacks here on the uh the roster with, you know, you think about Mason Garcia and Ryan Stubblefield and Walter Simmons is uh has his true freshman season going on right now. Alex Flynn. so there are other guys uh in the quarterback room, but Holt Naylors, if he returns, uh you would think would be uh the the starter next year when the Pirates open the season with the NC State Wolfpack boy, it's going to be a fun offseason following a bowl game to look ahead to that game in 2022 and the expectations for the team going into the next season. So a lot of decisions to be made, not just by Holden Aylers, but by other players on this East Carolina roster as to what they want to do with their future as uh, COVID threw a monkey wrench into everything, including um, giving players an opportunity to, to have an extra year. And look, that's why, you know, Bruce Bivens is here uh, and so happy to to get East Carolina to a bowl game. He was allotted uh, an extra year to to be able to do that. So it was great for him and then Warren Saba and guys like that who have been around here for a, uh, a long time to be able to get this team back to uh, some glory. some uh, well, not no Chandler, no. No, We're not gonna do that. We're not Chandler's not. We got Jalen Shirley producing. We're not gonna do what Chandler wants to do i
4: want me some glory hope. damn it
2: shirley i said we're not gonna do that whoops (laughs) now i don't even have to they don't even have to talk to me they can just speak to me in audio cuts it's kind of creepy it's two little butt cheeks i I don't like this technology uh that is going on right now (laughs) the pirates are trying to get back to the glory old days right jerry jones i want me some glory hope. we're gonna do it we might as well just do it whatever so swinging dingers all right we got to take a break i don't know what's happening right now when we return we will hear from mike houston the head football coach of the pirates as he met with the media earlier today bringing the pirates back to the glory hole days here in greenville we'll be back with you after this
0: to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back from sales to service, Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered, shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clipper Rock.
2: All right, got some uh, breaking conference realignment news. Uh-oh. But this is regarding basketball. So coming up thursday night east carolina oklahoma oklahoma's coach is porter moser he became famous with the run loyola chicago went on sister Jean, oh ah, yes all that noise uh loyola chicago surely that is a loud sorry, ra- candy wrapper
6: <laughs> i really didn't think it was that loud it's sorry. all i could hear i'm sorry it's
2: and by the way um studio b i feel like i'm the teacher and you guys are the cool kids the students <laughs> a lot of candy being passed around in there a lot of fun being had jalen's eating candy chandler is munching on uh some sour patch kids Shirley, like what's going on i didn't i, I didn't want anything anyway but it'd be nice to be asked i mean do you want a reason no no thank you for asking okay anyway it's
6: four o'clock i needed my sugar (laughs) sugar snack
2: i understand uh loyola chicago wants a piece of the bonnies they will be leaving the missouri valley conference and joining the atlantic 10 for the 2022-23 season interesting yeah kind of rare we see these uh these basketball realignment stories it's usually about football but Uh that according to john rothstein this is march we sleep in may so just passing that along uh, we've got pirate hoops coming up thursday we got pirate football coming up saturday as mike houston and the uh, six and four east carolina pirates taking on the navy midshipman navy just two wins on the year they have knocked off tulsa they also have a good win over ucf and uh, here were mike houston's opening comments today at his weekly presser
4: what's well, uh obviously a huge weekend this past weekend for our program and uh, and the players and uh, just a, a really special win at Memphis. Uh, win number six on the season, which was significant for the program. And, uh, you know, to do it at Memphis, which, you know, I was looking just after the game, and I'm kind of glad I didn't know all this going in. I mean, I think they're 30 and 3 in their last 33 home games had won 17 straight in November at home. If, correct me if I'm wrong on this side, go you know, thir- 13 straight in conference play at home. So uh, I'm glad I didn't know that before kickoff. Uh, but uh, obviously a very good team at home and, uh, and, and, a, and a solid football program. And so uh, for our players to go out and play the way they did, um, and, yeah, you can, you can critique it and say that, you know, maybe it shouldn't have got, come down to the wire, but uh, just, you know, what a great win, uh, a great final drive in the fourth quarter uh, by our offense. Uh, just an incredible job there on the two-point play uh, defensively, uh, getting the stop to, to win the game, and just uh, – you know a special locker room you know it was a great experience and so great weekend last weekend we celebrated that done with that we we're worried about one thing and that's navy you know 1-0 this week and it's uh it's going to be a challenge uh, you know we saw navy early in the year on film uh, and they've just it looks like a completely different team uh, you know watching them against tulsa watching them against cincinnati uh, watching them against ucf uh, just a, an extremely physical football team, a very, very good defensive football team, uh, very good running attack. Um, you know, it's going to be senior day for them, 25 seniors I think that they're going to recognize on Saturday. So, you know, I, you know maybe, maybe the toughest road challenge that we've had all year. And so, you know, we're going to have to have a great week of practice. Um, you know, we're going to have to have, you know, a, a, great, uh, a great job just from a game plan standpoint, both sides of the football and on special teams to, uh, you know, to, to get ready for this. And uh, got a great challenge. But, you know, the kids are really excited. Uh, you know, they're excited about uh, the opportunity, uh, excited to go up there. You know, two years ago we got absolutely humiliated up there. Uh, and, um, you know, a lot of those guys that, uh, you know, were on that team, you know, are hungry to, you know, go up there and, and you know, play better and you know, have a shot to uh, possibly get a win. So uh, big ball game for us
2: big ball game indeed uh last week troy d uh, asked coach houston about the possibility of win number six and uh, you know how much they're talking about it and he gave us the none zero nada zilch answer uh, this week troy d asked uh what it means for mike houston to uh get east carolina to a bowl in year three after uh all the hard work that uh, he and the team have put in these last few seasons, and Mike Houston uh, talked about that cut three, Shirley.
4: Well, I think just um, you know it's you knew you knew what you're getting into to a degree, and um, you made some goals uh, there when you started on this thing, and it's just been it's been a tough two years. I mean, the first two years were, I mean, even even having been through similar situations before, it was very difficult. Now. I am grateful for the assistant coaches that have been on this journey with us. I'm grateful for these kids. Uh, the ones that are in the program now uh, have done everything we could ask of them, and they're the reason for the turnaround. And it's uh, so it was a special day, Saturday. But uh, the more special thing is just you know they've already turned their attention forward to this next game because they just kind of adapted that kind of mentality, and that's. That's that's winning culture, that's, and just the way they conduct themselves. I know we're gonna have a good practice today. Uh, I know we'll go up there and fight on Saturday. Uh, you know, we'll see if we're good enough, but we're, you know, we're gonna go fight. Um, it's just it's very rewarding because you know you, you start this with a plan and a vision, and you kind of you know map out how you want to do things, and to you know to see it culminating in becoming a, a program that is a legitimate contender. And that's uh, that's what we wanted to build here. Now, we're not done yet. We're not finished yet. This is not the finished product. We still have a, in my opinion, we still have a ceiling that's much higher than what we're playing right now. Uh, but, you know, we're doing some really positive things on the field. And it's, again, this Saturday is going to be a, a, a great barometer. I mean, it's uh, this is going to be a, a huge challenge for our team this Saturday. You know, so if we can figure out some way to go up there and And pull it off i think it would be a significant win for us
2: all right i thought uh, dj ford xavier smith and bruce Bivens had a good answer on this uh yesterday when we talked to them inside the players lounge but when you play navy and uh, we hear dj ford kind of said it best you got to do your job if you get your eyes looking elsewhere and and start thinking about other things that's when navy burns you mike houston was asked about the discipline that the defense and the team has to have when you take on a team like Navy, cut four?
4: Well, I think we have to have it in all three phases uh, because, you know, you look at the film, this team that we're facing, you know, they just, they play so hard. I mean, it's, you know, we kind of pride ourselves each week, you know, we're going we're gonna to play with more effort and more physicality than our opponent. Now, if that, that's going to be a steep challenge this week because this team plays as hard as any we've faced. This team has the most physicality of any team we've faced to this point. And so, um, and, and they operate just so, so clean. Uh, it's gonna require tremendous discipline in all three phases. And I think, you know, especially defensively, as you, as you talk, um, you know, it's, it's the thing I enjoyed, you know, at the Citadel, you know, it's, it's one misfit and it's a big play. Uh, and you, you know, you're gonna three yard, three yard, three yard somebody to death, and then they're gonna misfit a run, and all of a sudden it's a touchdown. And so that's, that's the challenge is, you know, you, you cannot make mistakes. You've got to, uh, you know, the whole do your job and trust your teammates to do their job mentality. I mean, it's to the extreme this week. Um, and it's, uh, you know, these weeks like this, I promise you, the defensive coaches, they don't sleep this week. I mean, I'm, I'm just telling you, they, it is, you know, it's every waking moment looking at every piece of information, piece of film from whatever year it is, you know, trying to figure out exactly how they're going to try to attack us and make sure that we're prepared for it and get the, get the kids prepared for it. That's the, that's the big thing. It doesn't matter how much, you know, us as coaches are familiar with the style of offense, the kids, are the ones that have to play the game. And so uh, the, you know, it's, it's going to require, you know, uh, an extreme amount of discipline in doing your job.
2: Mike Houston earlier today, as he met with members of the press talking about this upcoming game against Navy and uh, last year, and we've had a lot of games like this over the last couple of years since Blake Harrell has uh, entered uh, the scene here in Greenville. The defense, I would say, played well enough to win the game against Navy. The offense struggled, and for good reason. They had a, a freshman quarterback who had never played a snap thrown into the fire uh, to try to beat this Navy football team in Mason Garcia when Holt Ayers wasn't able to play due to a uh, what turned out to be a false positive COVID test. Uh, But the defense played well last year against these Navy midshipmen in a home game in Greenville. Uh, Does that give the defense and and the team confidence heading into this year's game? This is cut five.
4: Well, I think, you know, because the guys that are playing, they all played last year. You know, it's uh, I I think it gives them confidence. I think uh, the other thing is, you know, the scheme that we're in, uh, even though there wasn't a ton of success the first year in it, it, is still the third year in a similar scheme against Navy, and so you know the the kids know what they're doing. You know that's the you know we've been working on it you know periodically throughout the throughout the fall. You know we spend a little bit of time each week working on this game plan, um, but still the guys they go out there and, and last you know Sunday night they just okay I I remember this I get this. You know their eyes are you know closer to be in the right place and so you have a little bit of a head start over most game weeks uh you know going into tuesday with it so i just think just the the familiarity and you know just some confidence that uh you know we can we can go out there and compete uh, against this offense
2: all right let's uh skip over cut six for now Shirley, and go to cut seven the keys defensively when you face navy
4: well i think there's going to be fewer possessions so, uh, you know, the, the key for us is we've got to try to get them off schedule. You know, we've got to, you know, if we, can keep, if we can stay away from third and two and fourth and one, uh, you know, third and two and fourth and one against this team is going to be tough. You know, if we can get them in third and six, uh, you know, that's, that's where you'll have more success. So I think the key for us is trying to, to not let them, you know, stay on schedule. You've got to try to get them off schedule early in the, you know, early in, on the early downs, first and second down. And if you can do that, you can have some success.
2: All right, Mike Houston also talked about uh, Navy having a bye week to prepare for ECU. This is cut nine, Shirley.
4: Yeah, I appreciate the conference doing that for them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'd, especially coming off the game against Notre Dame, where I mean, I'm saying Notre Dame's uh, you know big, strong, physical defense, and and, and you know, had, I'm sure they were beat up coming out of that game. So, uh, it's it's a big advantage for them. You know, they were able to practice against our scheme for two straight weeks. Uh, their coaches had you know plenty of time to uh, game plan us, and it's not like you're sitting there. You know, I looked at their coaching staff, and it's like you know 24 years at Navy, 22 years at Navy, 14 years at Navy, and you know we know several of those guys, and and they're really really good at what they do, and you give them that kind of time to prepare, and I have no doubt we're going to see something that we've never seen before Saturday. You know they're going to have something that will you know just throw a wrench in everything that we have have not been able to prepare for and so uh, we've just got to make sure that we you know have everything buttoned up as tight as we can and uh, we're gonna have to do a great job in game with adjustments
2: and uh, his last thoughts on Navy he was asked about getting out to a lead important every week but how about a ball control team like Navy how important is it to throw the first punch on Saturday yeah, uh, I mean, 10 Charlie. sorry
4: yeah I mean that's the you know the against a team like that that's that's critical you know, because if uh, if they get out to a lead and they can hold on to the ball and limit your possessions, it puts you in a tough spot. So if you can get a lead and, uh, and continue to drive the ball well and get in the end zone, uh, then, uh, you know, that's, that's the way you can have, have some success. And so uh, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but that's, you know, how how effective we can be, especially early in the ballgame offensively will be important.
2: All right, now let's circle back. Those uh, are the comments he had to say uh, regarding Navy Uh, Let's go back to the fourth quarter. Pirates are driving, trying to take a lead, and they get it. Rajay runs it for a first down, and it's first and goal at the one. At that point, do you take more time off the clock, not give Memphis uh, time to score? Of course, they they had three timeouts. They were at the one, so you couldn't do but so much there. But you could have still ran off another 25, 30 seconds before you ran the first play or while you got them on their heels do you go ahead and score we asked this to hold nailers yesterday his thoughts were uh, memphis is really good in those situations so if you have an opportunity to to score you you take the opportunity and put points on the board uh mike houston was asked that by Stephen Igo today about that situation here's what he had to say he cut six
4: Going into the game, we knew Memphis was going to be tough inside the 10-yard line. I mean, they gave people fits all year. I mean, they they are a big, strong front. They had such length at the linebacker level. Uh, And then just, you know, what they were doing down there was kind of feast or famine. Uh, And, you know, we'd struggle a couple times to get in, end up kicking three short field goals, you know, earlier in the ball game. So, at that point, the focus was more on just getting in. Uh, You know, it's... Okay, let's run some time off. How are you going to do that? Are you going to take a loss on a play? Uh, you know, it's so it's it's tough when you get down there against a team like that. And so the balance to me was not much of a balance. It was get the score uh, and then trust our defense to try to get a stop.
2: All right. Uh, he also talked about the fans being at the airport to greet the team after the game. Cut eight,
4: Charlie. That no, was awesome. You know, it's, uh you know for our players. Uh, that's the first time they'd ever experienced anything like that. You know, the, the only time I'd ever experienced anything like that was, you know, coming back from the national championship games and, you know, you know stuff like that. So um, so it was, it was special. And I tell you, it's, you know, to have the as many people there. You know, we've, we've, we've have, we have some loyal fans. There's There's a handful of loyal fans that are there every time we leave the airport and every time we get back. Um, you know, and, and and certainly, you know, we appreciate them and, but to have, you know, the, the number and I don't know know what the number was, I know it was a bunch, uh, I know they were loud, uh, so it was good to see the chancellor there right in the middle of them, but, uh, you know, that was a pretty special moment, uh, you know, for our staff and for our players and, you know, the players, the seniors like Bruce Bivens, I mean, you know, he was talking about just, you know, what a thrill it was for him. There's, there's a, a kid that's been here for five years uh and is a very good football player and is a big part of you know our turnaround and for him to be able to experience that um you know certainly a special moment
2: and it was neat asking the guys about that yesterday because they uh had had never experienced anything like that they were shocked they and i can't remember the player it was who said that somebody had said there's fans out there and he was like yeah whatever and then saw it and was was just shocked to see it and uh they uh, that was their first time experiencing that as members of the ECU football team. It sounded like the first time they experienced that as a uh, a football player in their football playing live. So, uh, Pirate fans, you uh, you made those kids feel really special on uh, Saturday. Those of you that were at the airport,
6: yeah. And by the way, that was DJ Ford that had yeah. mentioned that, and uh, and it was cool because I was watching it on Facebook Live, and the looks on the players' faces just pretty much said it all. They were kind of in awe. Of the fact that people were waiting for them uh and it, it, at the airport and it's a culmination yeah. of all the hard work that they put in
2: not just this year not just these, yeah
6: in years past uh, you mentioned bruce bivens being here for five years and, and going through some really really tough years where all that work you still you know because when when you put in that amount of work and you're not seeing the success that you expect to have um, you know, you, you sometimes that doubt kind of creeps in, and you wonder is it all worth going to practices and doing the two a days in the middle of the summer and all that stuff that kind of goes with being a football player. Uh, I think that it was a an appropriate award uh, reward, I should say, yeah. for uh, the players to be able to get off that plane after you know uh, such a hard fought win and get off the plane and see people you know cheering them on.
2: Uh, by the way, congratulations to Blake Harrell, East Carolina defensive coordinator, nominated for the Broyles Award. Um, Lincoln Riley was nominated. Did Lincoln Riley win this award while at ECU? I think he may have. I'll have to look it up. Yeah,
6: I may have to. Yeah, I'll um, have to look it up.
2: And I, I hate to say this, but you know, I try to shoot you folks straight. I don't. I, I try to say what I believe here on the show. So I don't enjoy saying this, but I'll say it. Blake Harrell is severely overrated as a coach. He's not that good of a coach. He's kind of lucky. He's a good guy. He tries hard. He's not that good of a football coach. So if you're thinking about, if you're another school listening or looking at Blake Harrell, thinking about hiring him as a defensive coordinator or head coach, I'd, I'd go for somebody else. I'd let him stay right here at East Carolina. He's just not the man for your job and you should probably just let him stay at east carolina forever and be the and coach here <laughs> at ecu a little reverse psychology there <laughs> just not a good coach you don't want him trust me <laughs> we'll keep him we'll, well look we'll be fine keeping him here and, yeah and let him coach and if mike houston moves on heck let him be the head coach that's fine I,
6: I don't think we can afford to to get another coach really right now
2: but we're we're fine keeping him here doing his little plays on defense, whatever but he's not a good coach you don't want him trust me look elsewhere for your next defensive coordinator or head coach you don't want blake harrell trust me if you need me to say more i will he's fine where he is right now at east carolina that's all i'm saying in fact all of our coaches suck you don't want any of our coaches just let this coaching staff stay at east carolina for the foreseeable future don't come after them they all stink they're crappy humans (laughs) just,
6: <laughs> I mean, they told us to go fly a kite at one point. Yeah, so, you, know. you
2: don't want these guys. They're man. not good at their jobs. They're rude. So leave them alone. <laughs> don't come hire them. Keep them here in Greenville, especially Blake Harrell. Don't, you don't want them, trust me. Just wanted <laughs> to pass that along. All right, let's take a time out. We'll come back when we return. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us. We'll talk ECU Navy football. We'll talk ECU Oklahoma basketball. We got Maxion tonight. We got Hoops tonight. And we'll see if Jeff has any college football games he's already looking at for this weekend. So we got all, all of that coming your way. I'm choked up. Got a break. Got a break. We'll be back with you after that.
0: listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event we'll keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio for 18 years now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip Rock.
2: all right back with you here on pirate radio live i'm uh starting a blake harrell smear campaign To not allow him to be hired by any other schools oh no (laughs) feel kind of bad i mean (laughs) guy could make more money for him and his family but selfishly we need him here at east carolina so we're just going to make up uh bad rumors about him you down Uh, sure (laughs) (laughs) just kidding just kidding (laughs) the the fact is it's pretty remarkable how the defensive numbers and uh the improvements on that side of the ball, and just and I'm going to call it a year and a half with Blake Harrell, not even two years, because he did not get spring ball in his first year or those off season activities. So he's had the same players. They have just uh, and 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 good on them too. Um, the guys we talked to, Bruce Xavier, DJ, what a year Jaquan McMillan is having back there, Malik Fleming at the cornerback position, and uh, just all those guys, man, pl- flying around having fun and just have so much confidence heading in uh, to this navy game on saturday let's talk about that game and more with the big man on campus jeff nadu he joins us on the fixed nc live line here on a tuesday edition of pirate radio live big man how you doing today pretty good how are you Clip? hey doing all right and uh doing great actually because the pirates are going bowling as you know big man you've been with us the last few years here on pirate radio we've had a lot of bad football to talk about but kind of saw the things turning with mike houston coming in here and uh jeff got that sixth win on saturday we don't have to stop there we can keep getting more wins but man that sixth one felt great and uh you had some nice words to say to the uh the fans around here you you've uh you've picked up some pirate fans along the way uh that are fans of the big man now and uh it, it was pretty cool to see uh just everybody celebrating on uh saturday
1: yeah, you know, I, I've said to you before. You know, I, I've I've seen a lot of fan bases over the years, and and I, you know, you never really truly understand a fan base until you call in and and you get a little bit more intimate with with where they are. Uh, you know, there's definitely a, a wide range of of fans there. You know, and and they all love East Carolina. They love winning. And you know, I remember when I first had East Carolina on my radar is when they had uh, you know Shane Carden and and those guys and many years ago. Um, You know, it's a great fan base. And you also have some good news as well. I mean, you're going to play Cincinnati on national television, which is great. So uh, yeah, things are looking up and, uh, you know, hopefully get the right bowl matchup and, uh, you know, he goes somewhere nice. I saw you mentioned you don't want to go to a Bahamas bowl. Why?
2: Uh no, the uh, I think you mean the Boca Raton Bowl because they called East Carolina Eastern Carolina, so they are off the list.
1: Well, I'll be honest. For a while, I I did as well. I used to call South Florida Southern Florida as well. I don't, I, it's no <laughs> knock, but you're right. I did see they say like, Eastern Carolina. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just a typo. I don't know, but. Yeah, uh, great times. Bowls are great, and and I'm sure the kids will enjoy that. Holt Nailer surely deserves it. He's been there a long time.
2: Jeff, uh, Pirates, before we get to Cincinnati, taking on Navy in Annapolis coming up on Saturday. The Pirates are a favorite against the Midshipmen. And for good reason. The the defense played well last year. We all remember that game around here because it's the game Holden Aylers had a false positive COVID test, couldn't play. So Mason Garcia started in his first game, his first action as a Pirate QB and the offense struggled. Defense played pretty good. So by the way, East Carolina's playing right now. uh, I like their chances, even though they hadn't beaten Navy since 2011. ECU a four-point favorite total at 46.5. Any thoughts on uh, this one, big man?
1: Yeah, this is always a, tr- a tricky game. You know, Navy is a plucky team. They're always solid at home. Um, you're not going to get much offensive out of this group. But, I don't know, kind of lean under.
5: Right? This
1: seems like a low-scoring game, uh, maybe you know, 24-21, 27-20, something like that. Um, you know, I, I think you kind of ride the hot end with e- East Carolina right now. Why not? I mean, they've run the ball effectively. They obviously have the better quarterback here. Um, How about six I- straight
2: covers, Jeff, for the Pirates? That's something a gambler likes to hear, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, I feel like at four, it's even a pretty good number. I thought you would have said, like, six. I didn't, I didn't know what this number was, uh, to be real honest. But, uh, but yeah, you know, ECU's done uh, – you know, this isn't – it's not always about stopping the run against Navy. It's just being in the right spots. And, you know, as you said, they see it every year. So, I would have to imagine four maybe just seemed a little low to me. So, yeah. I'd probably lean East Carolina. Why not? They're playing well.
2: Jeff, let's talk about what's going on tonight. How about three games coming up tonight – in the MAC and uh, overs have been hitting in these midweek MAC games the last couple weeks the biggest total tonight is western Michigan at eastern Michigan 66 that number with western Michigan a five and a half point road favorite in that one Toledo Ohio tonight as well and uh, Bowling Green Miami so three MAC games on this Tuesday Uh, you got any action going in the mac
1: yeah, I have Toledo minus six and a half against uh, Ohio University. Uh, Toledo, I've been involved with many times this year. I've actually uh, been successful backing them. Bowl eligible with a win here. Um, you got to wonder, you know, where's Ohio's head at? Um, th- this group is not winning anything this year. Um, they're they're not going to go bowling. They've had a tough year. Have played pretty well lately, but. I'll tell you, Cliff, the difference with Toledo this year is they have a pretty good offense, but they have a damn good defense. This is one of the better run defenses you'll find. Um, Very solid in total defense. I think they're top 25 in the country. Um, They hit, they play hard, they're not going to give up a lot of big plays. Um, This is the difference with them this year. Um, I, I just think Daquan Finn's really settling in as a quarterback. I like Kobach in the backfield. He's been running all over teams lately. And, again, as I said, Toledo, you, you look at this team, giving up just 22.8 points a game, which is a stark contrast to where they were last year. Um, so, yeah, for me, uh, I, I like Toledo in this spot. I think they get balls will win this one by double digits.
2: Kevin do joining us on the fixed NC live line. Big man, uh, what other games are you looking ahead at? It's Tuesday, but you seem to find one or two that you like the number on early. Any uh, of those situations today as we talk to you?
1: Yeah, you know, Cliff, I've had a great season. I'm really just happy with uh, how everything's gone. Uh, I, I continue. I, I think I've had nine of 11 winning weeks. It's just been real fun. Uh, a team that I backed last week, I'm, I'm looking to back them again, is, is Utah State. Uh, I really like this team under Blake Anderson. He was the coach at Arkansas State for a while. He's went out to Utah State, and this team's vying for a Mountain West title. Uh, they're 8-2, and two, beat up. Uh, san jose state last week and i kind of equate wyoming kind of like san jose state uh wyoming is on the road here you get a a home game here for the boys in logan and it's under six um they also have a really good defense they force turnovers Um, they're just a tough team now i think the kind of the elephant in the room here is that the last three games between these two have been close. but i'm going to trust that utah state get the job done here and kind of build off what they did last week uh, this group has covered 7 of 10 overall, uh, and I'm going to back uh, Utah State here against the Wyoming Cowboys, uh, I think, to get the job done this week.
2: Jeff do joining us. Jeff, we get closer to the end of the regular season, so just to key in on some games that, are, that have implications for the college football playoff, Ohio State. Is at home against Michigan State and Ohio State's a big favorite as the the fourth ranked team in the country against the seventh ranked team in the country. Alabama is at home against top twenty five Arkansas, and then you got Oregon trying to keep winning, win the Pac twelve championship, find their way into the playoff. A uh, bit of a tricky one here. In fact, that Oregon is underdogs as I look at it to Utah. So uh, thoughts on those uh, those teams that are vying for a championship this season, and uh, and who's in trouble if any of them this weekend?
1: Well, that looks like a pretty dangerous spot for Oregon uh, against Utah. Utah, I thought was you know right up there with them as the best team in the Pac twelve this year. Um, I don't worry much for for Ohio State. I, I think they'll be fine. Um, you know, it seems like who wants to be that final team, right? Or the final two teams? It seems like, uh, it seems like Argon's going to lose at some point. I, I feel like it's this week. That would kind of be where I would go with that. I would lean on Utah in that game. Um, but as you know, with me, Clip, I'm always looking at kind of the outside of the box and, and going uh, in different ways. I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I bet on a team like uh, Ohio State or Alabama just not something I do on a regular basis. I will, though, talk to you, Clip, about quickly uh, the Army, who I've probably backed more than anyone in the country over the last two seasons. Yeah, uh, They've got a game against the UMass Minutemen um, here uh, to kind of close out the season last couple of games. I mean, Clip, are you aware of how bad UMass is? <laughs> I mean, this, this team is – they just lost to Rhode Island by double digits. They lost by 25 to Maine. Plus by uh, 62-17 Liberty, Florida State. I mean, Army is just going to probably score every time they have the football. And I will admit, um, I was a little shell-shocked a couple of weeks ago when I bet them against UConn. UConn came through the back door. But, I I mean, as long as this stays kind of where it is, I'm looking to lay the number. UMass just cannot move the ball. I mean, they they have no passing offense. Um, They're a terrible defense. They do nothing well. Uh, i i think uh i think army absolutely rolls
2: by the way jeff speaking of bad football teams wasn't that kansas win over texas important to you for a uh an over yeah.
1: i hit the uh, team total for kansas yeah i'd won it over one and a half there you go uh, i didn't know if they'd win but I, you know i actually forgot about it yeah. someone reached out and they're like oh yeah you had the win." Time. i'm like oh damn i did have that so, yeah no uh it kind of went like i thought if you listened when i said it on pick central i said there's a game every year that Kansas is always in, and they shouldn't be in it, and they either lose really close or, or whatever. So, yeah, look, Texas, yikes.
2: That's uh, that's that's a bad one. Texas on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. Let's uh, let's move on and talk a little uh, college hoops uh, before we let you go here today. And uh, I reached out to you on Twitter. We were riding high over the weekend. The Pirates uh, going to a bowl game Saturday, and then on Sunday, moving to three and zero. They scored fifty nine points in the first half against Western Carolina on some great outside shooting. So uh, 3-0 and as they finally get to really their first challenge of the year coming up Thursday night against the Oklahoma Sooners. And I asked you to guess the line for Thursday night. And, of course, it's still not out yet. But you said 12-and-a-half. Um, and I don't know. Have you, you probably hadn't had a chance to see the Pirates yet. But uh, any thoughts on uh, – how about tell us about Oklahoma basketball? What do we need to know about the Sooners for Thursday night?
1: Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma has absolutely pounded both teams in submission. And, look, here's what you're going to get with Oklahoma. If you've watched Loyola Chicago over the last five years, that's exactly what you're going to get. Mm. The only frightening thing about this group is uh, they are much more athletic and much more talented. You look at the first two games, they have not allowed more than 60 points in either of them, and one of them, they only allowed 44 to the Roadrunners, UTSA, 96-44. That's the kind of game that Porter Moser wants. And, Cliff, the big concern with this group has been they're only shooting 48% from the free throw line and they still won both games by 18 uh, and 52. So not exactly ideal. It is what they are. And they're fascinating because they play exactly like those teams that Loyola did. They have it big uh, in Tanner Groves, who is kind of Cameron Crutwig. They have a bunch of lengths around him and a guard in Gibson who just dishes it out and does what he does look clip i'll be real quite frank if, if i get a number below 15 i'll be on oklahoma um as you said east carolina's three and oh people are happy but all due respect uh you know the teams they've beaten were, were not good both are two are in the bottom 50 in america and one's not far away so uh you're riding high i understand but hey get this clip at least you get this game you probably get blown out and lose by 30 and then you get lowly Coppin State, Gardner-Webb.
2: I mean, you probably go 5, 6, and 1 over the next couple. Uh, some more Ws on the non-conference schedule for East Carolina, so we'll, we'll take that. Jeff, uh, Jaden Gardner taking on Houston tonight. Uh, pretty good game on ESPN at 8 o'clock as Virginia, uh, who lost to Navy. Uh, what do you think about Houston being a 5.5-point favorite? This one's at Houston against the Virginia Cavaliers tonight. Is that a, a fair number?
1: Yeah, I think when you say good game, I will enjoy this wholeheartedly because I love games like this, just like grind it out, rock fights. I really wonder, can Virginia score 50 in this game? I, I, there is so much length for Houston. I don't think they're going to run anything they want to run. This is surely first to like 58 wins, I think. <laughs> I, I would play under 124 or whatever it is. And you know, even if it's like 121, you know, just give me something under 120, and it's 60-55, and, and, and it's a winner. So, yeah, this is an ugly game, Clip. Uh, I would lean uh, just playing the under. I think it's it's a close game probably. But, I mean, Jaden Gardner and Virginia have not looked particularly good to start the season, uh, especially losing at Navy. But as I've said to you before, I think Gardner's the best player they've had there offensively in a long
2: time. Yeah, his numbers have been good, but the Cavs 1-1 to start this season. Uh, Jeff uh, Seton Hall, do, do they have anything to give Michigan a battle tonight? FS one nine o'clock. It'll be the Pirates taking on the Wolverines. Well,
1: they definitely do. Uh, they have you know a lot of length. They're a great defensive team. Um, but the problem that Clip Seton Hall has and will continue to have is until they make a change. I mean, they have Kevin Willard. He's not a good coach. He, he generally uh, isn't prepared in these sorts of situations and. Here's the problem clip that Michigan uh, or Michigan will exploit tonight. You look at the first two games for Seton Hall, the opponents against Seton Hall have shot five for 45 from three. Now, Seton Hall is good defensively clip, but that is not sustainable. Uh, Michigan will make shots tonight. I don't, I think they're a huge uh, matchup advantage over the teams they played. Uh, I would love to see Seton Hall hang around here and make this a game, but um, I don't know. I think Michigan is just faster, stronger, more athletic and, and, We'll make shots that those teams
2: didn't. Jeff, uh, anything else college hoops-wise tonight you're uh, looking at?
1: Yeah, a couple good games. byu Oregon will be a good game. I kind of had that one close. It's a neutral court. Um, I thought BYU looked really good against San Diego State, which is, I think, kind of a similar defense of what they're going to face here. It's not just that they can hit shots. It seems like BYU was able to really run half-court offense as well, not just shooting a bunch of threes. So that's an interesting game tonight. Um, You know, we're Purdue continue to play uh, how they've been offensively. They've gotten a 92 and 96, the first two games. They have another team tonight in Wright State that I don't think has any problem running. So this could be another high scoring game. I've seen this total move up about four and a half points. So look, the early clip, uh, the early thing in college basketball is you've got to get some numbers here. One other one uh, out of the American Athletic Conference. Wichita State, Clip, this group has been wretched to watch offensively. They cannot score. Um, They are very good defensively under Isaac Brown, and they're playing a team tonight. Uh, Clip, how much do you know about Parleton State?
2: Not a lot. And by that, I mean nothing.
1: They are very difficult to watch. One of the slowest teams in America, taking about 22 seconds every possession, Hmm. Uh, and then they're going to throw up a bad shot. They may not hit 50 tonight. They're one of the smallest teams in America. This game screams. 60-49, 65-52, 60-49, uh, 65-52, <laughs> something like that, clean under.
2: Jeff, uh, didn't hear really anybody talking about UCF other than you this preseason, and uh, good win for them on the road at Miami, scoring 95 points the other night. Uh, UCF Thanks, plays so. tonight against Jacksonville, trying to get to 3-0, and but uh, good start for the Knights. I know you, uh, you like them this year, right?
1: I do. I like them a lot. I had uh, UCF on Saturday. I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah, you know Jacksonville's going to struggle in this game. Um, they're actually without their boy Kevian Nolan, Jacksonville. And one thing about them, they, they kind of present an interesting thing year to year. That that uh, conference shoots a lot of threes, and they're not real big. I think they're going to struggle with the length here. That's the thing about UCF: always long guards, play great defense. Um, th- this number's high. I was I was hoping I'd get like fifteen and a half. I'd play UCF. Um, I, I think they kind of roll here, you know,
2: eighty-one, sixty-two, something like that. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the uh, Fixed N C Live on. Speaking of threes, I was gonna see if I could pull up the numbers, Jeff. Do you remember uh former Wake Forest Demon Deacon Justin Gray? Do you remember that name? He's the uh he's a guard, played uh I think played in the uh the Chris Paul era. But anyway, he's in his first year as the Western Carolina head coach. And I guess at practice they just uh gather around the three-point line and jack it up because let me pull up the numbers here from sunday if i can they took i believe it was uh in the 40s the amount of threes they took the other day against east carolina so i don't know how many teams you've seen across the country uh and what they they like to do offensively but this team in particular uh all they were doing was jacking it up let's see uh 17 of 46 jeff from three-pointers was Western Carolina on Sunday.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, they run that system. I know North Florida runs that system. Um, th- that's just what they do. You look at Justin Gray, Clip, in his career, played 120 games, shot 863 Yeah. Here, um, So this was a guy – and look, he, he was pretty good. I mean, out yeah. of his freshman year, shot it over 37%. So, yeah, yeah. that's what that's what some of these teams do. They, they kind of equate it and say, well – you know, three is more than two. Uh, but, yes, they are number one in the country through three games in three-point attempts the field goal attempts. So um, that that's where their point distribution comes from. If they don't make threes, they're going to get run out of the building.
2: Big man, great stuff today. Enjoy talking hoops and football with you. We'll dive into some NFL coming up on uh, Thursday and uh, also talk more ecu oklahoma which is coming up thursday night maybe some college football as well we appreciate your time you can go to twitter and follow the big man on campus at jeff nadu patreon.com slash bmoc and uh, if you're into mob history you can listen to his mafia podcast the sit down download that right now jeff uh thanks man and we'll talk to you later this week thanks clip thank you the big man on campus jeff nadu joining us today on pirate radio live let's take a time out we'll come back wrap up hour number two we got hour three uh coming up with steven Igo from hoist the colors also we'll make you a winner open up the booty bag when we return let's hear from the american special teams player of the week owen daffer got an interview with owen from earlier today when we return to wrap up hour two on pirate radio live we're back with you after this
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at SignsIntent.com. Now, back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or you can book an appointment online at signsandtent.com. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock.
2: All right, well, the Blake Harrell smear campaign is underway on Twitter. Uh-oh. <laughs> I tweeted out. Love what you've done. Blake Harrell, in my opinion, is overrated and not that good of a coach. So if you're looking uh if you are a school looking to hire him as defensive coordinator or head coach, I'd look elsewhere and just let him stay at ecu forever um mike says i've heard he hates puppies and he's also not a fan of the troops would not recommend
6: (laughs) somebody just tweeted out that blake harrell listens to nickelback
2: (laughs) also uh blake harrell won't shut up about how great the game of thrones finale was (laughs) oh boy
6: oh no you've created a monster <laughs> I hope,
3: I hope people actually don't take this serious
6: or
2: can well, get ugly. there's some people with like four brain cells that don't understand what's happening but uh, i don't think they're in a position to make uh power moves anyway so it should be all right but uh the fake blake Carroll smear campaign well underway right now definitely hates puppies yeah uh, I, i'm not saying he's terrible i'm not saying he kicks puppies but he hates them just saying that. Uh, he
6: probably enjoys uh getting rick rolled online.
2: His favorite Star Wars is the uh is episode one. Oh, oh
6: no. no. Yeah,
2: I heard that. Coach. Oh, yep.
6: Oh, that's sacrilege Oh,
2: coach. Oh no. Redbeard says uh Blake Harrell wears socks with sandals.
6: No, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh oh that is a fashion Ouch. faux pas
2: <laughs> who would want this guy you don't want this guy oh. coaching your team
6: <clears throat> oh my
2: oh, goodness no. yeah dude so we're like we're just trying to uh. help schools out there out we don't want them to hire a dud so yeah,
6: i mean we're looking out for other schools he, Again. Used, to, he used to drink zimas back in the day <laughs>
2: <laughs> Blake Carroll turned down bud light to drink zima <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> That's the word.
6: Uh, you know, you know. The more you dig, you know, into <laughs> this coach's past, the more Light information up. that you learn. That's right. And and you know, I don't know. We'll have to. I guess I, we're stuck with him. I
3: tell you what, we're going to have to do, uh, start a slander campaign for, uh, for Tim Dowd because the special teams is doing good but i mean who wants that
2: guy chandler trust me i've got notebooks and files on all these guys none of them are getting hired trust me oh dude i got a i got a lot of dirt on them all Mm. i'm breaking them out chris foster running backs coach gotta be kidding me doesn't even know what a running back is right troy said i heard he's too short to be a good defensive coordinator and doesn't have enough hair to make it in football so he's just describing himself all right (laughs) Don't hire Troy Dreyfus for your defensive <laughs> coordinator position. Doesn't have the hair to make it. Um, all right, good stuff. For those that are too dumb to realize what's going on, we like Blake Harrell and want him to stay here. I don't doesn't need to be said, but for some it does. Um, I tell you what, let's wrap up the hour with the Daft Man. Oh, the O-N- Daft Man. The Daft Man. Oh, h. Gnarly dude. Wait, OD. What am I talking about? O-H. I-O. <laughs> Go Buckeyes. O-D. We're od and on great football around here. <laughs> Owen Daffer uh, talked to the media today. Let's hear from the bro. Uh, Owen,
4: when you
5: learned you uh, won the special teams player of the week, what, what did that mean to you? Uh, it
2: meant
7: a lot. I heard about it in one of my classes, and I just started smiling. I, I couldn't stop smiling, but at the end of the day it's we have next week to think about and I need to keep my eyes on Navy more than anything
4: what's it like mentally when you're in such a close game like that and you obviously know that you can't get too far away on the sideline because you're probably going to be you know called on multiple times to either stay in a game or maybe win it
7: 100 percent. that's always in my mind I I'm always in the net on the side of the field that we have to kick to so I'm I'm always ready, I'm never too far away. I make sure I'm just staying in my fundamentals for those moments and keeping my mind screwed on tight. You seem to be getting better as the year
3: goes on. Talk about your confidence level um, with almost the whole season here under your belt.
7: Uh, I, nothing's really changed from the beginning. I still go into every game with the same like killer instinct, but I mean, I'm human, so mistakes happen. But every game I go into it thinking the same thing, I think there's a possibility that I'm going to have to win the game. I expect that, so I'm always ready for any circumstance and every kick. You were talking
2: about having to make kicks with the game on the line, and as it turned out, you made a kick with the game on the line in overtime. What you know, was going through your head for that extra
5: point?
7: It was basically the same as... Every other one, I did my regular routine. Fist bump, John. He's a he's one of the best holders I've ever seen in my life. He always helps. Nothing really different. I just thought I had to make it.
6: When
5: you saw they were going for for two after that from the sideline, like what's going through your mind? They're not trusting their kicker. They decided to to go for two and roll the dice.
7: I wasn't really thinking about that. He obviously, I mean, he he made a kick to get them to overtime. So, congrats to him. Uh, I was just hoping our defense could come up with the stop, and we could go bowling.
2: (laughs) Is the biggest key for you repeating that same routine, no matter what the situation is? Yeah, uh,
7: routine, uh, mindset, and keeping it consistent is the biggest thing for me. I think in my position, because if you waver for that or get complacent, then mistakes start happening more often than they should. We saw
5: we saw a lot of the other players slipping on the field. Was it any different for you with your plant leg on their turf?
7: 100%. That's a good question. Uh, hmm. My first three kicks, I I slipped it all three times, and luckily I didn't fall because <laughs> that would have be been kind of embarrassing. But Yeah. I fell the first three or slipped the first three kicks so that's funny. What makes their turf so different? It's just not as squishy. The thing that was good for me though is my high school field was basically the same exact turf so I was used to it but it's been two years since I kicked on so I definitely did. I slipped a couple times but it ended up working out pretty pretty well.
6: Oh, and talk about you, – you mentioned John Young earlier. I mean, he's one of the best punters in the conference. Just your relationship with him and how he's helped you this year in your first year at ECU. Uh, he,
7: um, he's always there for me to talk about form. He's a big form focus guy. Uh, with his punting as well, he, he, he's like a mechanic. Like He does the same thing every time. There's some people who – who don't do the same motion every time and they adjust to certain uh, different circumstances in whatever they're feeling, and those people are really good too. But he tries to do the same motion every single time, and that's what makes him good is he can replicate.
2: Owen Daffer there talking to the media today, talking about the slippery turf uh, in Memphis. Hopefully the playing conditions will be better in Annapolis coming up on Saturday when the Pirates take on the Midshipmen. Let's take a timeout, come back, hour three of the show. Steven Igo will join us on the Fixed NC Live line. We'll make uh, some picks. We'll talk about Igo's trip to Memphis. Will Steven Igo be joining us Thursday for the Eastview Basketball Watch Along? Chandler says no. I'm saying no as well. He has given us a maybe for about four weeks now. He'll have his final answer coming up. And we'll make you a winner in hour three of our show. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. We're back with you after this.
0: listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is sponsored by signs intent eastern north carolina's choice for window tinting signs graphics wraps graphic design and more visit sign intent today at 801 Staten road in greenville or book an appointment online at SignsIntent.com. now back to the show
6: welcome back quality equipment is your full service john deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit QualityEquip.com to find the location near you. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Broad.
2: Hour three of Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We will welcome in from Hoist the Colors, Stephen Igo, who joins us via the Fixed nc live line on today's program. Stephen, how you doing?
5: Clip, I'm doing
2: great. How about you? I'm doing great too. You want to hang up the phone? No, but see the way you said that with a little passion and enthusiasm, that, that with your anger in your voice there—that's how I want you to talk when I talk to you this entire segment.
5: Oh, you know I'm kind of like, uh, kind of like the Denver Broncos—like I only get up for the big game, big calls.
2: <laughs> wow.
5: Uh, I don't know if I'm feeling this one.
2: Well, you're putting in the amount of effort <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater was on that non-tackle attempt.
5: Started to get me angry I'll I'll get angry about that
2: yeah you know it's funny but I'm a I'm a good friend like I will razz you to death I go but what I rarely razz my people that I consider friends about is their sports team during a game I, I might do it after a game I might do it a few days later but I almost I thought about texting you because Melvin Gordon loves the fumble as much as I love to eat a cheesesteak And um, before I could even consider texting you, which I was not going to do, you said, I hate Melvin Gordon. And then (laughs) not too long after that, I guess we had the, uh, or was it the same play where he had the, uh, the Teddy Bridgewater non-tackle? I don't know. A lot of things to hate about the Broncos though. Yeah, that was, uh, that was
5: honestly despicable is the best way I can put it. Uh, You know, you want your, Quarterback to be a team leader, and for him to pull a Cam Newton, and you know, oh. ironically, on the day Cam Newton returns to the NFL, so maybe he did it in honor of Cam. But I mean, dude, the game was well in hand or well up for grabs if he just lunges to make a tackle with him. I mean, it was it was one of the worst efforts, probably the single worst effort I've ever seen from a player on a team I root for or cover. Uh, and I get it; it's a business decision, but it was honestly
2: sad. Loved the uh, ricochet shot there at Cam Newton. So did Chandler. That was uh, well done, Stephen. Alright, Stephen Igo, Hoist the Colors joining us. Igo, uh, congratulations to Blake Harrell. He's on the Broyles Award watch list for the nation's best coordinator and I facetiously uh, put out on Twitter that Blake Harrell is not a good coordinator. He's overrated and teams should not hire him and he should just be left alone and stay at East Carolina forever. And i uh, inadvertently started a blake harrell smear campaign Stephen. that's been going on and uh i'll read some replies we've already read some of these but mike says that blake harrell uh, hates puppies he's not a fan of the troops uh ben said he won't shut up about how great the game of thrones finale was wow uh mark says he listens to nickelback redbeard says he wears socks with sandals and uh, we got a new one here. Blake Harrell uh, likes his steak well done and puts ketchup on it. Surely, uh I don't know where you got this information, says that Blake Harrell likes pineapple on his pizza. So uh, I don't know where people are getting all this information from, but uh, basically I go we're trying not to let Blake Harrell get hired away from East Carolina because he has done a – magician's job on this defense in really once again uh, under two years because he didn't have that spring ball that offseason uh what he's uh, been able to do because they didn't add a whole lot of new guys really it's the same guys and credit to them as well but this defense is uh light years from what they were two three years ago yeah
5: it's just come uh uh-huh. and he deserves a lot of credit uh it's co- his coaching staff deserves a lot of credit, um, and you know a lot of good uh, a lot of good responses to that tweet for sure. I like Troy's too; that he is uh, too short and uh, has not enough hair to succeed in uh, in college football. I thought that was a pretty good pretty good line, but um, it is uh, you know it is kind of amazing when you look at just the the growth of this defense, the evolution of it you know we talked so much about them blitzing and yeah that's a big part of their their defense but they've now kind of formed to a unit that can play a lot of coverage too and have just as much success you know we talked about going into the memphis game
2: good call by you Igo. people were pointing that out on the fifth quarter that uh the aggressive blitzing attacking east carolina defense was more patient and, and you uh highlighted that on the pregame show so well done by you
5: yeah, 37 dropbacks for Seth Hennigan. Uh, I don't know if you saw this post or not, but how many times did he see you blitzed him in those 37 dropbacks?
2: Ooh, I did not see that. Uh, 37, I'm going to say 13.
5: Six. Wow. Six six blitzes, and on those six blitzes, uh, Seth Hennigan went to four for four for two touchdowns. <laughs> and so, uh... <laughs> They did not blitz much after that. They played a lot of coverage, and, and basically Memphis's best offense for a while was just him dropping back, scared to throw it in the coverage, and him just
2: running. I also noticed, go that he hit East Carolina on runs two plays in a row, and in the very next play, there was a spy, uh, which uh, took him out of a run. So, I'll give credit to uh, Harrell and company for adjustments on the fly as well, because He's not much known as a runner, right, Steve? Like, but uh, he heard him uh, a few plays there on Saturday.
5: Yeah, I mean, he went to the game with okay rushing numbers, but nothing – I mean, not to the point where he's like a dual threat quarterback. He's more of just a pocket guy. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just, just got to give credit to the coaching staff. They had a great plan going into the game. Um, they did come after him, I think, twice on the first series. But then they gave up the touchdown that Sapa got beat on over the top. And, man – uh, coverage when they brought the house. They also had the bust on the uh, little running back slipping out on a blitz as well. So I think after that they were like, "All right, let's just play base defense or mix up coverages, do some stuff, and see if we can, you know, get to this guy." And Jaquan McMillan's pick came off a zone coverage where he uh, read the quarterback's eyes and made a great play. So you just have to be this day and age in college football, you have to be so multiple. Uh, to stop opposing offenses and, and mix it up and find strengths and weaknesses. And once again, ECU, uh, I thought, had a, a very good plan on both sides of the ball, but definitely defensively. And I thought out coach Memphis pretty much across
2: the board. I remember coming away from last year's Navy game, I go saying, well, the, the defense kind of did a good job. I played well enough to win. If we had any offense here, if we had – Paul Naylor's in. Uh, the Pirates probably win that game last year. So Mike Houston was asked about it today, uh, says the guys, and it's the same players that were on the field last year against Navy, uh, that they do have confidence heading into this game. And uh, we have seen some really big performances by Navy against East Carolina. That fullback teach and uh, all the, the great quarterbacks they've had, Reynolds, and um, what's the the guy's name we couldn't remember? Is it Malcolm?
5: Malcolm Perry. Perry,
2: yeah. Uh, Dobbs. Um, yep. I mean,
5: all of those guys are just torch ECU.
2: Just career days. So how about the uh the twenty twenty one date between these two? I go. Are you uh more confident that East Carolina can, you know, stay out of the fifties, forties, uh, against this team defensively?
5: Yeah, I don't I, I would be stunned if Navy scores over thirty. I mean, what have they even touched thirty this year as a team? I, mean, I feel like all their scores are in the the teens and twenties. I feel like, and you know, I'm saying this, they'll probably go rip out and uh, and put up forty. Uh, but I just feel like they don't have that explosive playmaker at quarterback that they usually have, and so it's more of the traditional triple option. Not that they've ran it differently in the past, but they just had more explosive plays off of that triple because they've had Malcolm Perry, because they've had uh, some legitimate all-conference playmakers. I just feel like this year they're more hey, we're trying to get 3.5 to 4 yards per carry and set up third and short, not necessarily hit a bunch of big plays off the option. Obviously, they'll take them if they're there, but I just don't know if they have those playmakers. Now, the bad thing about that is a lot of their scores have been lower scoring games because they've still been able to move the chains and possess the football, pick up third downs, and limit the opponent possession. So they're still in a lot of games. They're just not... Very explosive compared to past years so I'll be surprised if they're able to get 30 plus I see this as a game that could very easily be in the 20s and I think that's why the over/under it at what, 45 46
2: yeah the last quarterback for East Carolina to beat Navy Dominique Davis we'll talk to him on the show coming up Thursday so looking forward to catching up with the former Pirates signal caller and I go one of the, uh, the defense is easy to criticize in these past meetings between East Carolina and navy but how many games have we we seen between these two and and we've talked about it where the offense has just put the defense in awful situations gone three and out punted and and the score is 14 to nothing before you can blink so as bad as the defense has been in these past meetings the offense has to hold up their end of the bargain it's not like the navy defense is the 85 bears but for whatever reason in a lot of these meetings their defense makes our offense look bad that's
5: the thing, man, like it's it, so much attention goes to the triple option and rightfully so. You can't give up like 76 points or 75 points, 66 points in the series and people not be scared to death of the triple option. Like that's going to happen naturally. But I remember that 75 point or whatever the heck it was. I can't remember how many points it was because it was a lot. Um, that effort. Was fueled by I think five or six offensive turnovers. They kept turning the ball over because they were trying to score so much. So they kept giving the ball to Navy at like midfield, and then they would run Alexander Teach up the gut. You know, one play, fifty-five yard drive for a touchdown. It just compounds so quickly. Now it can compound the other way too. You get up seven nothing, get a stop, score, you're up fourteen nothing. That's almost against this Navy team might be the ball game. They'll really struggle in that situation. So. Uh, it's just the, the the start of the game can dip, take so much, and if you if either side gets a multiple score lead, it can change the entire flow, and uh, really the way the game is played. So uh, it's just it's so tough to come back from a multiple deficit, uh, multiple score deficit, deficit against the option, and it's so tough if you're running the option to get down twenty to three and then keep your same game plan. So um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be. It's going to be very intriguing to see how the first quarter goes and the the only, the only thing that really concerns me about this game is the fact that Navy had a bye week to really study ECU for two straight weeks and come up with something based off what they saw last year and I'm sure like Mike Houston said they'll do something differently on on Saturday.
2: Steven Igo, the colors joining us. East Carolina going bowling Igo. Uh, what is the uh still got a couple weeks before we find out where ecu is going what's your best inclination on where and what bowl the pirates will be landing this year
5: i don't have any insight i would uh my personal this is just my theory if the reports are correct that the american has to have basically their, their first tier of bowl games are from what i've seen the hawaii bowl the military bowl and the finway bowl like it seems like the american has to have in those bowl games, unless it's negotiated. I just don't see a scenario where ECU, unless the Myrtle Beach Bowl and ESPN work together to get ECU to Myrtle Beach Bowl, I don't see a scenario where the American, you know, doesn't send either ECU to the Military Bowl or to the Fenway Bowl, because who else makes sense for those bowl games? Maybe in Temple or not, Bowling
7: right.
2: it
5: would make perfect sense.
2: Uh, so where you're saying we're just, like, the closest at that point?
5: Yeah. Like, as far as regional. Teams in the American, they're ECU is the only team that makes sense. I mean, unless you want to send
2: Central Florida, send UCF up to Boston and let us have a warm weather bowl game. I mean, it's possible. I just don't. You know, if UCF with two bowl games in
5: Florida, what sense does it make? to send I know UCF to to Boston, but I, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think there's a perfect bowl game in the list, which you know is, we can't complain. Yeah. About that, because we're just happy to be going to a bowl game, period. But like every bowl has pros and cons. Fenway is the cool venue. It's the first time a college football game be played in Fenway, but it's going to be like eight degrees. The military bowl is going to be cold. You just played there. Um, Myrtle Beach is cool, but you can always go to Myrtle Beach, and it's in like a 20,000 seat stadium, so. I don't
2: know. Also, uh, and everybody's got, like, their own personal opinion on it, too, Stephen. The players would love Hawaii. That'd be great. A lot of fans couldn't go to Hawaii. For me, it's about, you know, what about the pregame and postgame? Uh, the Hawaii Bowl would be an absolute nightmare, and I may have to quit my job because that would be on Christmas Eve, and then we would be doing the postgame, like, while Santa Claus is delivering gifts, like, at 3 a.m. on Christmas morning. And then the Fenway Bowl, that's uh, that would be a seven a.m. Pud like pregame tailgate start time, right?
5: Yep, eleven a.m. No, thank Which you. just yeah. Who the heck scheduled an eleven a.m. kickoff?
2: Yeah, I guess there's like four bowl games that day or something, so they just want to. I, I don't. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's
5: not not fun, and and you know the, the other thing too, you get your more attractive matchups in the in terms of opponent in uh in dc and in, in the military bowl because mm-hmm. they see opponents but you know the myrtle beach bowl. if it was ecu versus coastal carolina i would be very fired up for that game for multiple reasons i think it would be a good matchup
2: it's crazy to say this about a bowl game because you rarely see the fans packed in the stands but for that game you almost wish there were more seats available right i mean that's going to be a hot ticket
5: oh yeah twenty one thousand ain't gonna hold ECU and Coastal. I yeah. don't even know if Coastal has any fans, but I think ECU would sell it out on their own.
2: Well, remember that game against BYU last year, Igo? That was a, a packed house for that.
5: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So, I, I don't know. I mean, the uh, and then you got the Mike Houston, Jamie Chadwell thing where they, they used to be rival coaches at Citadel and Charleston Southern. So.
2: Read up on that on Hoist the Colors. I didn't know about that until a thread. Is it the VIP chat or another thread, Stephen? That was some interesting insight there.
5: Yeah, I think I think VIP chat we got it rolling. But the other thing too is who knows if Chadwell will even be there with his name being thrown around. So
2: Who knows if Mike Houston will be here, Steven?
5: Who knows? Maybe he's already lined up for Virginia Tech.
2: Who's the uh who are the Hokies going after? What do you think?
5: Well they're they're uh, reading BT Scoop which is the Virginia Tech twenty four seven site. They uh They seem to think they have Napier locked up. Now, TCU, they also seem to think they have Billy Napier locked up. Hmm. Uh, And interestingly enough, Virginia Tech fans think they are too good for Dave Clawson, Hmm. um, who used to coach at Richmond. He's built a ton of programs, but I guess they're not impressed by his overall record, even though he's built an ACC caliber, championship caliber program at Wake Forest.
2: And that freaking offense is probably the most fun offense you can find on a Saturday.
5: For sure. So I think, I think that it, he would do a great job at Virginia Tech. But
2: you know, if they want to hire
5: whoever, go for it. Um, but this is a big hire for them. If they miss on this hire, they could be in a lot of trouble.
2: Steven Igo Hoist the Colors joining us. Igo uh, Thursday night, East Carolina three and O versus Oklahoma two and O. The world will be watching on ESPNU, You and we, they will also be watching our watch along here in the pirate radio studios i'm confirmed chandler is confirmed uh scooter rogers has been confirmed shirley is a maybe and steven Igo has uh sent us a maybe for the last three or four weeks so steven uh will you be attending thursday night's watch along at pirate radio
5: after talking with sources as of right now i am a game time decision oh come on um (laughs) i cannot commit one way or the other uh we got a just last minute test We'll have to do some pregame work on the field, see if I'm ready to go, see if I can make it across
2: town. You're like one of these recruits that just wants to be wind and dined. Well, look, I got Familia Pizza. What else what, what else can we do to sweeten the deal for you? We'll let you start. We'll give you your pick of seat here at the uh, table. Hmm. <laughs> this is good.
3: This is good stuff. We'll give you a car brought to you by Brown & Wood. Whoa. $10,000.
2: dollars is
3: not it? oh i'm sorry mcdonald's bag all right (laughs) jeez
5: i don't believe anything you're saying chandler
2: okay chandler i had the negotiation going he he literally said oh that sounds good and you come in with that
3: i thought that sounded better
2: chandler's trying to sabotage so you won't come so he can be the star of the show that's what's going on i want i go to come
5: whoa I'm just gonna I'm just gonna head
2: out. <laughs> Whoa. Hold oh, no, on, we gotta do picks first. Uh our buddy Tony Dunn says passive aggressive Igo on uh pirate radio today. Cam slander and a jab at Coastal. Mm. Everything okay, I go? You a little cranky today?
5: I'm I'm good. I you know I love some uh some subtle jabs here and there. Yeah. That's uh All right. that's what I do. But man no, I will I'll be honest though, I was fired up uh when I was watching Red Zone, I saw Cam come in and score, dude. I was uh, I was pretty fired up, even as a non-Panthers fan. Somebody used to write about the team, and you know, I had a few personal interactions with Cam uh, when I was up there in the locker room. Like, I, I'm a Cam fan, so I like Cam. I'm also glad he did not dive though on the. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he pulled a Bridgewater. They're calling it now. Um, I was in Minji's Coliseum because, as you know, I'm a big basketball guy, big Brandon Suggs guy and uh was checking my phone and saw the panthers scored looked at how they did it saw cam newton rushing touchdown one run one yard touchdown and i was like are you is this real like it didn't even feel real i mean what about a story as chandler would say all I right, guess all right yeah, let's get to the picks i'm not counting the basketball game last week because if you follow gamblers what they'll do is be like i'm seven and one on tuesdays at 4 30 like y'all you, they clarify everything So we're not putting the basketball game into our records. So you and I were both two and two last week. Why did I take state? I even took Wake Forest on Saturday night. I don't know why I picked state last Tuesday. Shame on me. But anyway.
5: Why did you pick state?
2: I I don't know. I guess I was maybe I was tailing somebody or I don't know. I can't I cannot get into my brain this time last week and tell you why I picked state i go you are 17 games above 500 incredible at 35 18 and 1 i am 29 24 and 1 ecu is a four point four point fever against navy the pirates have covered in six straight games they are a money maker i took them last week on the road i'm gonna take them this week on the road give me ecu minus the four
5: Yeah, I have a good feeling about this game, Um, uh, and maybe that scares me, but I just feel like ECU is going to play really well. I think that they prepared for Navy for a long time. They played really well versus Navy last year. I think if they can avoid Navy hitting them them with something early that they haven't seen coming out of the bye and just kind of survive the first quarter, I think ECU will eventually take this game. I mean, they – they just played well defensively last year. All those players are back. Navy's offense is still inconsistent, so I'm, I'm going ECU by a touchdown.
2: All right, Cincinnati. The oddsmakers have finally dropped these massive lines for Cincinnati. It might have something to do with the opponent, SMU, who's pretty good, but Cincinnati uh, has just been not able to put these teams away and get any style points. They're 11-and-a-half-point favorites I go against SMU. Who do you got? Uh,
5: you go first. I got to look something out real quick.
2: 11 and a half oh, man i'll say smu i'll take smu plus 11 and a half all uh, right so we got a
5: 330 kickoff on on saturday high 51 low of 35
2: at nippert right
5: at nippert uh, you know i'm fading smu here i'm not an smu believer on the road late in season they're not a cold-weather team. They fade every year. I think Cincinnati beats them by three touchdowns.
2: All right. Uh, Cincinnati needs to, and then uh, they'll see the Pirates the following week. Uh, we have seen a lot of games like this, Stephen, like top ten matchups or a number five versus a number 15 where they're like, oh, man, you look at the numbers and you're like, this is a good game and you see the spreads ohio state's a 19 point favorite against michigan state in a top 10 matchup but it just goes to show you that the rankings are not what you need to look at really there should be like tiers and ohio state is a tier two above (coughs) michigan state so what do you think about that one in the horseshoe ohio state minus 19
5: ohio state's really good um and they have consistently beat teams pretty handedly, but I feel like Michigan State. There, it's right. It's a good number because it's right on that cusp of. Is Ohio State truly three touchdowns better than Michigan State?
2: I think Michigan State can get beat by seventeen and, and still. I'll take them to cover. I'll, Ohio State wins. Michigan State covers.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm going on Michigan State here, though, I have a fear that this is going to end up like the
2: Georgia-Tennessee game last week. Alright, Oregon is trying to get into the college football playoff, and apparently their tier is even with Utah because Utah is a three-point home favorite against Oregon, I go. I mean, that tells you to bet on Utah, so I'm going to take Utah.
5: ESPN's FPI gives Utah a 62% chance to win. Good grief. I don't really know what that means. Um, but, I mean, you look at Utah, they they lost a close one to San Diego State on the road. They lost a close one to BYU on the road. They lost at Oregon State, a close one. At home, they beat UCLA by 20, beat Arizona State by 14, beat Washington State by 11. So, hmm. I'm going to really get at home. I'm going to go uh, –
2: go utah here this is this is their super bowl okay we got the super bowl line broken out and finally i go i picked this game last week i don't feel great about it but i'm gonna stick with it now i said memphis with the way they trend and what they do will lose to east carolina and then come back and beat houston the following week i don't know how much i believe that right now but i will take memphis plus nine and a half against the houston cougars
5: yeah, I still don't think Houston is that good. Um,
2: I also feel like Memphis should be better.
5: They should be better. Yeah, uh, I think they've got some injuries. I don't think their coach is great. Um,
2: you're uh, you're not going to believe in Houston, <laughs> like they could do anything the rest of the year, and I think you'd still say I don't believe in Houston. You're just a non-believer.
5: Houston. I'm going, uh, I'm going to Memphis to cover. I think Houston does win, though.
2: I right, go. Thanks for joining us. Um, let us know about your game time decision when you find out if you want to be here on uh, Thursday or not. We uh, appreciate your time. We'll check out everything going on at Oist the Colors, and we'll talk to you on game day live from Annapolis. All right, guys.
5: Appreciate it, as always.
2: Good finish after a shaky start with Steve and Igo from Hoist the Colors. Shirley Rhodes, let's make somebody a winner and open up the booty bag here on a Tuesday. Booty
6: booty 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 everywhere. Booty booty booty
2: booty booty, booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. What are we giving away today?
6: A shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chicos.
2: Mm. I always get hungry this time of day and that sounds like a good dinner option right there. But we'll give you one for free. 317-1250. What caller are you looking for? Caller 8. Caller 8. 317-1250. You can win some Chico's. We'll be back with more on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: Listening to Hour Three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Congratulations to Tyler Harrison of Greenville. Was our winner of uh, Out of the Booty Bag. Got walked away with a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's. Enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are all are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock.
2: Did you see uh, <clears throat> Steph Curry, the game before they played the Hornets, when he shot the three?
3: And turn around and point it to the guy
2: is that like the coolest thing you can do on the basketball court
3: oh no doubt i mean Cause you have to have the guts to do it you yeah have to know that it's going in
2: didn't kimba actually there's a gif of him doing it and it's like it's in. It and rims, out. yeah it rims it, out yeah he's like doing like that and the the ball misses and then he turns around is that and he's like kimba? oh man there's a kimba and there's a lance uh, stevenson who's the swaggy p dude what's his name oh young uh no nick young nick young uh he did that as well i want to say um oh
3: Kim, i think kimba did the uh shimmy or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was the, the shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> all right um we've been joking around trying not to trying to put out bad words bad juju about uh blake harrell because he's a fantastic coach and we don't want him hired away and uh, so everybody's getting in on the gag and responding to my tweet about how he's not a good coach and he should be at ecu forever and, Shirley, I appreciate you getting in on it, but I have a problem with the way you're doing it. Oh, no. You're not... <laughs> you're not responding... You're not commenting on the, the post. You're not responding to the tweet. You're just tweeting out... Things such as, Tweeting Clip likes pineapple on his pizza. So it's saying that
6: Clip... Oh, oh Clip I didn't... Re- oh, a, <laughs> tweeting no. Tweeting Clip
2: is a huge fan of jorts. So as you're producing the show for Clip, you're just sla- You're like crushing me. <laughs> yeah.
3: You're mad at him for, for this slander
2: propaganda. Uh, so now oh, you're... like Yeah, you're slandering me. Yeah.
6: I, oh, if you had a problem, was, just tell Okay, him. look, well... He, <laughs> Look, my thing is...
2: <laughs> Do we need to start a text thread about this? Do we need no. to have like a Twitter... Uh,
6: no, well, Twitter does offer, what is Seminar? it, Twitter or? Blue or something, where for three bucks a month you get an undo tweet uh, feature. What? Yeah, they've got this Lord, thing where Lord. you you have 30 seconds from the time that you post the tweet.
3: You got a shot clock and, on Twitter?
6: And then... It, it, it won't tweet it for the first 30 seconds, but you have an option to undo it if you decide like not to do it or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, for 3 bucks a month, I don't think that that's really worth it because you can just take 30 seconds and stare at it, and if you don't want to tweet it, then just delete it.
2: You can delete a tweet. What's you can a- delete
6: a tweet, but you can't undo one or edit it.
2: <laughs> that's stupid.
6: Yeah, but anyway, the whole point is i did not realize i was not responding i was oh
2: yeah you're just crushing me
6: (laughs) i didn't mean i was trying to crush coach harold not you
2: this really uh backfired on me as things tend to do
6: no it backfired on me because apparently i can't follow twitter
2: rules i was trying to think of a good uh cereal tweet to be honest with you like blake harold likes his favorite cereal is fill in the blank and we just frosted flakes no, those are good.
7: Though.
3: Blake Harold puts milk in his bowl before his cereal.
2: Oh, <laughs> shredded wheat. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Steven just said kicks. Oh.
6: I was thinking like, like
2: life, like something healthy.
6: Yeah.
3: Wheaties.
2: Yeah, but those are cool because they have cool boxes. That's,
3: they're cool.
6: Yeah, but they don't and, taste And Blake good. Harrell's not cool.
2: <laughs> One of the, <laughs> the most
6: not cool guys he ever. Is so not ah uh, cool. cereals that come in bags and not boxes. Ooh.
2: Hmm. Okay.
6: The
3: the off brands. He drinks his milk from a carton. Ugh! What a loser.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. That's kind of a that is, It's kind of an alpha move. <laughs>
6: Drinks his milk from a bag. You remember how they used to for a little while the the cafeterias would give you the milk in the plastic, but, but like in a bag.
2: No, I didn't go to Farmville, Shirley. I'm from. No, no, no.
6: We had ours in cartons, but I have seen when my nieces and nephews, when I used to go and eat lunch with them at their schools, they used to have <clears> their <throat> their milk came in like what looked like bags, like plastic bags.
2: What a, that sounds like an insult. Like, you're such a milk bag. You're such a milk bag. <laughs> what are you going to tweet about that next? About a clip? Tweeting clip is a milk bag. <laughs> it's a milk bag. <laughs> all right. Good I segment. heard
3: Blake Harold likes fruitcake and eats. That's pretty good. Yeah.
2: His space. favorite holiday uh, treat is fruitcake. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> so not cool. Not cool. Not cool at all all right um we owe breaks so let's take another one. Oh, we do sorry about this segment. oh i wasn't
6: paying attention yeah i go like
3: harold does not support uh our sponsors
2: <laughs> what a jerk <laughs> total jerk <laughs> all right let's well, take a time out, come back have more for you on pirate radio live after this
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional, government, and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock.
2: All right, Blake Harrell prefers watching andrew siciliano's version of nfl red zone oh it's for the red zone fans out there scott hansen the much better host thomas said blake harrell puts ketchup on his barbecue yeah. blake harrell likes scotty montgomery as a head coach according to kenny curlings for those that don't know what we're doing here we are trying to give Blake harrell a bad name, so no other schools come get them. Cause. There is
3: people probably just now. T- <laughs> hey, let me tune into Pirate Radio Live. Let, let me see the last segment. We're just trashing. And we're just trashing Blake harrell who is a fantastic defensive coordinator for us and is doing a great job, especially this year. <laughs> Only a, basically, a technically a year and a half under his belt. Yeah, and we're just trashing him on Pirate Radio Live. <laughs>
2: trying to spread the word so nobody will hire him away from east carolina not that he's like a candidate that we know of anywhere but this all comes from him being on the broils award watch list for the nation's best assistant coach Shirley, this sounds personal to me Blake, that? you said blake harrell likes mayo with his potato chips
6: it was supposed to be french fries did i realized that. Mean- I, <laughs> <laughs> I deleted the tweet i was gonna re, i was gonna fix that i was about to say who's eating mayo with you got 30 chips? seconds uh, well no, i'm, I'm 30 seconds now
2: you can spend your three dollars and do an undo okay are you
3: okay. sure you didn't mean clip likes
7: that
6: no <laughs> no i did it right this time i even corrected my jorts one
2: uh, Blake Harrell prefers Miracle Whip to Mayo. Oh!
6: Ooh. Big no-no.
2: I'm a Mayo fan. That's been well documented. Okay. You? Yeah. You like Mayo? Oh,
3: yeah. I'm a nanner sandwiches.
2: Speaking of Mayo, Tony Collins will be here on Thursday.
3: His Mayo bet is canceled out.
2: That's right. Because he, he had a guarantee that East Carolina would beat Memphis, and we decided enough time has passed
3: he caught on the fifth quarter
2: he caught it on the fifth quarter still doesn't know why Memphis went for two at the end of the game
3: him and Bryce Williams with complaints after the sixth win of the season
2: looking forward to hearing from Bryce tomorrow because he's uh both happy and upset with the way that uh East Carolina won the game they did not Dagum
3: my neck
2: he did not like the Pirates scoring so fast which I understand I also understand East Carolina's thinking that they're on their heels. Let's go ahead and get the score. And Blake harrell's defense Ugh. will probably blow it anyway.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god. This is
2: gonna like.
3: Would you want a guy that, you know, a fan base is not even, you know, has the confidence to for the his defense to get a stop?
2: Yeah. Exactly. We 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 think so little of the job Blake Carroll. Former does. players
3: like bryce williams yeah. tony collins
2: they don't no trust they don't trust our defense and that's because and, the, you, and the, you want a
3: guy like that that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah. i mean i just don't know what goes through the minds of these guys <laughs> these administrations in college football
2: ah man good stuff uh Shirley, do we have another break yes we do okay sorry folks let's take it right here bad break man thanks blake harrell <laughs> yeah well, thank that, you yeah this is his fault do not take him away from east carolina folks All right, we'll come back, wrap it up on a Tuesday. We're back after this.
0: Listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs Intent, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign Intent today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsintent.com. Now back to the show.
6: Welcome back. Let's take a quick look at your uh, stock market report for today. The Dow was up 54 points at 36,142. The NASDAQ was up 120 points at 15,973, and the S&P was up 18 and closed out at an even 4,700. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in. Here's Clip.
2: Wrapping up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live, we will see you back here Wednesday at 3 o'clock. Busy show playing for wednesday because we have jh rose head football coach will bland we got the voice jeff charles we've got kim mcneil east carolina women's basketball coach wager mcgee to talk about all the lines for the weekend coming up and bryce williams so all that and a lot more on tap for wednesday's edition of pirate radio live we will see you three o'clock on wednesday
0: for shirley rose chandler honeycutt i am clip rock so long everybody